Aloha dreamers, it's time to wake up once again for Paradigm Shift Dream Class. This is Brendan and you're tuned in for what will evidently be another fun, inspirational and educational co-created dream class that we are doing here tonight as a live broadcast and recorded for those of you tuning in in the future. And of course, we got several dreamers who are with us here tonight. So guys, let's all unmute ourselves and say hello to the people tuning into this in the present and in the future present. So. Hello to all the people tuning into this. Go ahead, guys. You can unmute yourself and woo woo. Hello. Good day. Aloha. Namaste. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, for being here. And of course, uh, we'll do some introductions in the next moment. But as a general introduction for those of you who may be either new to this or those of you who are here for the multiple times in a row that we do this, this is Paradigm Shift Dream Class, and this is a branch of ParadigmShiftCentral.com, a real-world interactive game to be able to help assist with the evolution of consciousness. And part of how we play this game is by co-creating media together. So these broadcasts are a place for us to come together to practice talking about the metaphysical aspects of reality that we don't usually get a, plant, a place to talk about. So this is kind of like a digital sacred space. If you want to think about it that way, it's an it's a old-fashioned talking circle. And uh, yeah, in terms of the dream class, you know, this is our third class that we have been doing this and for those of you who may be listening to this at some point just really encouraging you guys if you haven't yet to go back and check out the other previous classes and just to be able to download some of the information from that but every class is going to be different and this is a place where we'll be able to ask each other questions, share experiences related to dream exploration, and also the pursuit of being able to achieve more mindfulness, both in the dreaming state and in the waking state, and the idea of lucid living, the idea of just being able to achieve lucidity within our dreams and in our waking state as well. So uh, just from a general introduction, you know, like, this is something that's been mentioned in the previous broadcast, but in terms of why dreams are something that... I personally feel we should be interested in is because they do allude to our to being able to understand more about our multi-dimensional reality and uh, that is something that we'll explore a little bit more but definitely opening up the conversations into just how much how much there is to sort of ask questions about within this reality so we are multi-dimensional by be dimensional be beings by nature and this is us doing what we can to help us remember that as a class. So shout out and once again thank you everyone for tuning into this and for those of you who are tuning in just remind you guys to share the show with your friends so we're getting started and if you guys do want to join there's always the join button feel free to join and for those of you tuning in on the website as well feel free to say hello in the live chat and if you guys have any questions feel free to put those in the live chat and for those of you listening into the future feel free to leave any questions and additional comments in the place where you can add comments on the main website. So from there, let's uh, basically go around the circle with the question of what brings us here? What brings each of us here? So that can be varied, and uh, it will be a good way to be able to just get everyone introduced. Um, so just uh, linking into, sorry, one sec. Kyle's just looking for the link for the live chat. So OK, guys. So. Let's um, do a quick introduction, and at this point, we can do it from whoever. We'll actually do it from left to right, just to keep things uh, in order. But from my screen left to right is actually beginning with Dion. 
Uh, you guys, uh, we actually have multiple people synced in from there. So welcome to the Dream Class, and please feel free to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what brings you here. Thanks, man. This is uh, Dion. Um, I'm just really here to explore lucid dreams and how it's how it's involved and evolving in my life. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us here. And uh, we'll keep going around, so the next person will be Divine. So Divine, if you would like to introduce yourself and tell us what brings you here. Go ahead. Hello, everybody. Um, I am Nikki, and I am tuning in from UK, London. And uh, what brings me here? Well, I've been, like, I've been following the consciousness uh, movement since a while. And um, I think it's about time for me to start coming and participating and start to come out about all this stuff that I have always been experiencing, but I've been keeping quiet about it. So I want to come out, talk to people about it, explore and learn new things and grow. That's what I want to do. That's why I'm here. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nikki. And uh, yeah, this is exactly, it's really exciting when we have a space like this because, again, you know, this is about being able to practice sharing things and, and being able to do so in a supportive and encouraging way. So anything that we do here, you know, it's always practice for bigger conversations that are still ahead of us as well. So Nikki, thanks again for, for joining in and for doing it um, from 3 a.m. in the UK, your time. That's extra awesome. So <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's really cool to to be able to do this. Cool. Maybe um maybe I can start targeting things to that 3 a.m. UK crowd a little bit more. So if anybody's in the UK, please feel free to <laughs> make a habit of tuning into this at 3 a.m. in the morning, your time, and sharing it with your UK friends as well. So, and uh, shout out to all the paradigm shifters tuning into this from across the globe, of course. So um, thanks again, Nikki, and we'll pass it over to Kaya. So Kaya, if you would like to introduce yourself and a little bit about what brings you to Dream Class. Um, hi, I'm Kaya. Um, I just, uh, dreams are really important to me because I feel like they, you know, even when it doesn't make any sense, they're always saying something, and um, dreams have... Um, been there at crucial moments in my life, so um, so yeah, I'm just interested in learning more about dreams and trying to remember them more and stuff. Awesome, thanks, Kaya. And um, yeah, it's exciting with this because we get to uh, meet people from week to week and to be able to see the uh, progress that unfolds through our individual and collective journey. Again, you know, just taking a moment here, like, the big reason behind specifically making this about lucid dreaming is because lucid dreaming can be, or at least not just lucid dreaming, but the topic of dream exploration can be something that uh, oftentimes is uh, sort of easy to overlook by yourself. And simply by having the community support and knowing that there are others collectively looking into this topic can help encourage us collectively, group, to continue to look into it and to also um, work towards developing the uh, particular habits that will allow us to tune in with our dreams on deeper levels as well and unlock those new experiences, so to speak. 
So um, thanks again, Kaya, and we'll pass it over to Kyle next. So Kyle, go ahead and unmute yourself and introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm Kyle. Um, I'm, I'm here because I have a passion for this paradigm shift movement. It's pretty pretty on track with uh, you know the way I kind of developed my own sort of style of spirituality and uh, spiritual practice and everything. So, you know, it's just great to be here and try and try and help other people at least better themselves, if anything else, you know, at least get them to start thinking a little bit more outside the box and being healthier and being more active and more aware of their consciousness and, and how they're living their day-to-day -day life, you know, and what they can do to improve themselves, you know. If, if anyone can at least take that away from this program, the you know, we're all hanging out and doing and being a part of, and that's fantastic, as long as they can, you know, interpret it however they want, I guess. It's, you know, it, as long as people are being influenced in the positive way to better themselves, you know, that's that's pretty much all we can do, and that's great, and I love it. <laughs> it's just it's just kind of like a really cool thing, and it also creates a space for like-minded people to come together and... Um, talk about things and get good feedback from other people who are very interested in, you know, that stuff, because, you know, you can go to work and talk about sports and stuff, but if you're somebody like me who's interested in spirituality and consciousness and crystals and magic and things, then this is a great place to come and hang out and you'll be introduced to a great environment with people who won't, you know, pass judgment or anything like that. Can learn a lot. Cool, awesome. Well, thanks again, Kyle, for for tuning in once again. Kyle is uh, quickly becoming a regular here within the Paradigm Shift community, and um, shout out to Kyle as well because uh, those of you can uh, tune into this can also tune into the website and explore all sorts of awesome content on there in the various quest journals that have been going up lately, including one that Kyle did, and uh, that one is um, yeah already making some waves. So. Congratulations on uh, getting that 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 legit quest journal online, Kyle. Good job. Thank you, man. Cool. And the the quest journal, particularly, you guys can look it up. It's called "Stepping Through My Shadow and Finding My Strength." And uh, yeah, I definitely recommend you guys check it out. So that's cool. All right. So um, moving along, we'll uh, actually jump back, or we'll keep moving forward. Uh, I just want to say aloha to Dream Pioneer and uh, welcome to class. That's a new player has joined the game. Did you just want to test your microphone real quick? Hi. Hello. Cool. Well, um, we'll, we'll just keep doing the introductions and we'll let you uh, just get comfortable and then we'll pass the talking stick around as well. But we'll uh, pass it to Sherman next. And um, Sherman, if you just want to just introduce yourself and uh, what brings you to Dream Class today? Hey guys, my name is Sherman. Um, and if you can just speak up a bit, Sherman. I know your microphone's. Is that any better? That's so much better, thank you. Awesome. Hey guys, my name is Sherman. Uh, I'm from Maryland. And what brings me to Dream Class is I want to learn, I guess, hopefully, a um, better way to control actually going into lucid dreaming. Cool. Okay, well, that's, uh, yeah, that's obviously going to be a 
a, a big draw for a lot of people is just like specifically the topic of lucid dreaming. Um, Sherman, you, you've talked a bit in the past, so like you have had some lucid dreams in the past. Is that correct? If you want to mention anything. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I have, but um, it's just I want to become, I guess, comfortable enough to be able to find that state in between, you know, the restful wakeness and, uh, you know, be able to control going into lucid dreams or having lucid dreams more frequently. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and a really interesting topic within the topic of dream exploration is, like, the uh, waking-induced lucid dreaming. So, you know, going from falling asleep right into a lucid dream, also known as a wild, and um, that is something that I think, yeah, perhaps more accessible than people may realize. So we'll talk more about that. Cool. So thanks again, Sherman, for being here once again. And uh, we'll pass the talking stick over to Winnie next. So, um, and just a shout out to uh, Master Renegade, for who new player who's joined the game. So, we'll uh, do some more introductions as we keep going around. But Winnie, if you just want to introduce yourself next, go ahead. You can tell us who you are and what brings you here. Hi, I'm Winnie, and I'm from Michigan. Uh, I'm here because I was told I need to do work with my dreaming. Um, I see things. I'll have images pop into my head, and they thought that um, it would be a good way for me to become a little more aware and working with my dreams as a way of getting in contact with my guides a little better. Sorry, did you say someone someone suggested that, or was that like you that decided? It was a friend of mine. Um, she had taken some dream classes. Her name is mm -hmm. Shannon, and. I was always going to her with questions, uh, dream interpretations, so I was scattering around earlier. I can't find uh, my dream guide. I've, I've been keeping a guide where I write everything down. Uh, she said that, you know, to just keep track of what it is that you're dreaming, write down your dreams as best that you can remember, detail for detail, and then go back to it a month or so later and see if you've um, found the meaning behind it, because there's meaning behind all your dreams is what I was told. So I'm here today to try to learn as much as I possibly can to help me with working with my dreams like that. Cool. That's a, yeah, like that's that's a great um, motivation and a reason to be able to do it. And even just like the simple tips, um, you know, like the thing with dream exploration, when when you get down to it, uh, it's it's simple, but but it's not necessarily easy. It's, it's one of those situations. And, and the simplicity of it is that, yes, if you follow a few simple steps and things we've talked about in the past, and one of them being simply writing down your dreams, including a couple others, you know, like things that we can talk about a little bit more in later, but the practice of meditation in general, the of reality checks and diet and also sexual energy and a few other variables, including simple things like uh, what we're putting into our body, such as cannabis, is again, you know, a topic we can go back to at some point because it's something that is a huge variable within the dream exploration process. So again, you know, like it's it's um it's something that's simple, but it's not necessarily easy, and that's why this group exists because if we're, if, if if just from week to week, it's just like all right, you know, like I'm gonna keep writing down my dreams. I'm gonna keep writing down my. Dreams. That's where the progress happens. It may not necessarily be because. It's like you figure out some great metaphysical mystery. Like it's something that's more, your answers reveal themselves to you through your own personal experience. And that comes through the discipline and the willpower that dreaming often calls for within us. So it's a very, it's a path that 
it makes sense that not everyone follows it. You know, the the idea of just be like, well, I write down my dreams every day. Like that sounds like work, so to speak. So you know, recognize it as like not so much work, but something that has its reward. But it is also just something that we as students of the cosmos, so to speak, and students and stewards of our own lives um, can choose to do and and to know that again, you know, like there is a reason behind doing it. So we'll talk more about dream exploration and uh, some other things related to just like why we want to be able to remember our dreams a little bit more. So Winnie, thanks for being here. I'm glad we got some, got all sorts of awesome people here tonight. So we'll uh, just go around because we do have a couple of new players who had joined the game and um, we'll pass it back to the left. So Dream Pioneer, did you want to just say who, introduce yourself and what brings you to Dream Class? Hi, um, my name is Jennifer Clarascora, and um, I guess I, I am also Dream Pioneers. <laughs> uh, what brings me here? Well, I, I always um, search YouTube for dream stuff, and you always come up. Um, and I recently saw a, a really good friend of mine, Thomas Paisel, who's kind of like a, a, in another dream class, and I thought it was really interesting because... Um, I've had such amazing conversations with him about dreams. We can just geek out on dreams like 24/7, pretty much. Uh, so, I guess dreaming is uh, the why I was born, or how I was born, or what my soul is. It's it's just embodied in this practice. It's a practice for me, but it's also something very natural that um, I apply to every second of my life. I can't, you know, I'm dreaming right now. So that's pretty much how deep I go into the dream. And it's nice to be here with everybody. Awesome. Cool. And um, sorry, did you say what name do you want to go by? Or do you want to go by Dream Pioneer? Um, or? Jennifer or Dream Pioneers, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. That's awesome. And that, that's that's really cool to hear that, uh, again, you know, like you're friends with Thomas Spizel, as you mentioned, and just knowing that, like, him being here led to you being here and synchronicities and yeah. that's the beauty of it. So that's awesome, though. Cool. Well, we always uh, find ourselves in different places. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, again, you know, for people tuning in, uh, Thomas, he's he's a author of a well-known book with, uh, you know, tips about how to get involved with dream exploration, and I definitely just, again, you know, recommend go back and check out the episode with him and other episodes uh, that we have been doing related to, to dream class, and yeah, there's a lot of good information there, so we'll be excited to see what we get out of this episode as well. So we'll uh, keep going around, and again, thanks to Dream Pioneer for being here. And um, we'll pass it to uh, to Master next, and uh, you can introduce yourself with whatever name you want, or code name, video game, or anything, and uh, what brings you here. So welcome back, dude. Oh, well, the, the name Master Renegade doesn't really have <laughs> much. It was just something easy to come up with when you first create your Google account, but... Um... You could just call me Roman, you know. Renegade's kind of just like a silly little nickname I like to put on gamer tags, you know. Um, well, what brings me here is not specifically dreams, but just kind of just to hang out in this kind of community and talk with you kinds of people. Uh, kinds of people. Um, but I know dreams are an enigma in and of themselves, and I haven't done much research in detailed depths when it comes to dreams, you know, going and reading a book about them, but I know that they're just not an unconscious or a subconscious, you know, not that, not to split your own, you know, consciousness into realms, but they're definitely 
to be considered. Like when you have a dream about something, that's that's a part of your conscious. Like you're, it's it's it has a reason, you know. Like when you have a dream about falling, it's this reason, you know. It's kind of scientifically provable. So yeah, let's just get into it. Cool. Well, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks again for being here, man. Um, what what name do you want us to refer to you by for the class? Oh, just Roman. Roman. Okay, cool. All right, perfect. All right, guys. Well, um, that's everybody who is with us right now. And again, you know, for people who are tuning into this, I just want to give a shout out to those of you who are also in the live chat. And uh, again, reminding anybody if they do have questions, you can sort of bring those forward into the group as we kind of move through things here. Um, but with that said, I mean, I'm, I'm really sort of, uh, I think at this point we can actually begin um, by even opening it up with anyone who has a particular question. So at this point, I'll just uh, do that. Does anybody, does, does anybody have a particular question that they want to begin with? And then we'll just let the conversation go from there. And like I said, I got some particular stories I want to share later from a friend. And like they're super, super trippy. And like I said, I kind of want to talk about more like the fairy realms and uh, multidimensional beings and how we can communicate with fairies within our dreams and elementals and things like that. So uh, we'll get more into that a little bit later, but um, and my friend's stories, which are really trippy. But let's uh, just open it up. Does anybody want to begin by asking the group a question? And whoever wants to unmute themselves. I, I can jump in. Go ahead. Sure, Jennifer, go ahead. I guess in the spirit of uh, what you said, you're the topic that you would like to discuss, um, what is the most otherworldly being that you have encountered, either in dream or astral projection? Okay, so um, that's a... I, 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 <laughs> I mean, I guess when you're asking anyone to ask a question about dreams, it kind of opens the door to anything, but I wasn't like fully expecting a question like that to be like subjective, but that's good, though. That's good. Um, you can skip it. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's something where like it to be something that I would have to like think of, so to speak. But at the same time, like I mean, I'm in I'm in a situation where you know my path as a lucid dreamer isn't like I'm not 100% expert or anything, as are none of us here, so to speak. So I mean, for me, like my direct immediate recall of that is tested when I have to think about it. Um, but we'll let anybody else jump in and see, like, does anybody else, like, I, well, actually, okay, I'll say this, because this is relevant, um, and it's funny, because it just happened, like, last night's dream, so you'd think I actually would remember right off the top of my head, but that's how dreams work, sometimes it takes a second, <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is, last night, I actually dreamt uh, that I was in, like, a world with dinosaurs, and so, like, that was actually really cool, and I remember there was, like, a part where me and my friends, we were kind of, like, in, like, um, like, holes on the mountainside, and it was, like, really rainy, and there was, like, wet mud and trees everywhere, but it was, like, we were enjoying ourselves, we were, like, happy to be there, it was kind of like this vacation, this exotic place, and then within that space, I remember there being dinosaurs, and I actually remember, like, being able to walk up. Uh, really close to them. So, like, that in itself was uh, a really interesting part to be able to recall. And, and that was literally from my dream last night. And, um, yeah, like, when it comes to experiences like that, uh, I think it's just kind of like being able to also be in the awe of the moment because uh, that's really what it felt like. It was just like, wow, you know, like, this is really cool. Like, this is a vivid experience to be that close. And obviously, you know, at varying degrees, like perhaps in the moment I was even more connected to it than I can fully remember. You know, like if you if you were to see a dinosaur in real life, 
I'm sure like some of us would really just be in a place where it'd be like, oh my god, like you know, you can connect your heart like with it, so to speak. Um, or at least I would invite people to do that, sort of see that dis dissolution of barrier between yourself and the the dinosaur in the same way that you can do that within this physical reality. Like you know, that's the Buddha nature when you see a you know you see a person as you, when you see an animal as you, when you see a dinosaur as you. So, um, but those are just some thoughts that come to mind. We'll pass it over. Uh, Roman, did you want to jump in with anything? Oh, I was. I just want to mention maybe you just really want to go to Jurassic World. <laughs> that too is true. So, yeah, hundred percent. Well, know. maybe your dreams telling you to just um, maybe realize whatever magic or whatever you can find out about that far past age of dinosaurs, because you know they obviously existed at some point. So. Maybe if you go that far back and learn about that history in depth, maybe you'll find something. I don't know. There's a reason for it. Yeah, actually, like you know what? Like the again, this, this, is, this is just this is a good example. Of what I'm processing in my mind right now of the idea that when you talk about dreams, even as a group, you actually begin to like have new ideas emerge. And sometimes dreams kind of work that way, where you don't actually. It's you're not almost supposed to be able to remember every dream, and and that's and that's happened sometimes where I'll like go to sleep and have like full intention of remembering my dreams, and then I wake up and I just can't remember my dreams, and it's something where it almost feels like it's beyond your control, and at some point, I think it kind of is, like from like a multi-dimensional perspective, like sometimes not to say you didn't do anything in your dreams, odds are you probably did some like pretty valuable things in most cases, but it's not always expected that you'd be able to remember your dreams. But anyways, what I was just saying in relation to the dinosaur aspect and how talking about dreams can bring up new ideas and new thought patterns, which could be the reason for why we remember part of that dream. Um, for me, the, the dinosaurs like are a very interesting topic because, yeah, like I've been thinking a lot about the... Uh, our alternative history, you could say, and again, thinking more about like the other magical realms, but also the concepts of like Agartha and little places within the earth and things like that. So the concept um, that just makes me think about it is the idea that perhaps dinosaurs still exist on like inner parts of the earth or something like that. And dot dot dot, perhaps my dream was like taking place uh, within the context of being not just in the past, but somewhere closer to like a hollow earth which is in some people say is like literally you know in another dimensional space and if that's the case it would make sense that it would be accessible within dreams so I'll just leave it there do some of us literally travel to hollow earth when we dream question mark you know I'm I'm not saying I got the answer but I'm saying theoretically it could be plausible with the multi-dimensional nature of everything as it is Kyle go ahead you wanna jump in with something yeah I was gonna say I had um on the topic of going you know like back in time or whatever had a really crazy vivid dream one time and like I guess I'm using the word vivid because I I mean I can remember it very well but do I know if I was actually controlling or inside of it well I mean yeah I was but I don't know how lucid it was it was just very vivid <clears throat> and um it was wild. <laughs> I was in Egypt, and um, you know, there's a bunch of people around. I was in Egypt, and then um, I walked out on like, you know, from the inside of this big, magnificent hall. I walked out into this, this kind of like docking bay, 
and there was this big silver disc. I went up to it and I touched it on like the bottom side and it just opened up like a sliding glass door. I walked inside of it and there was some woman with me. Um, the door closed and then it sort of it slid like glass and then disappeared but it sort of just did it in a way that it looked like you know the material sort of just in in lateral bars like if kind of like this kind of like the blinds you know like the blinds on a sliding glass door how they how they would just turn you know in that fashion it was kind of the same only like the metal disappeared that way, and then something slid, and then when you went inside and closed it, it would just, it would close that way, but when you went up to the place to pilot said thing, because it flew, and uh, you would go up to the, to the place to pilot it, and when you would start to pilot it, the, it's like, it would be like, kind of like, you know, it was a lit room, but when you started it, the metal in front of you just vanished and it was just like poof, you were just like standing on a platform moving like that but you could see the rest of the craft it was just like a portion of it you know like but whatever you would look you know you could see right through it and it was kind of just it was just really cool and we went up to the pyramid and sat on top of it and the pyramid sort of jumped us somewhere else and how, then when we came weird. back, whenever we came back, hold on one second, Roman. Whenever right. we came back, and then uh, the coming back portion was crazy because I don't really remember what happened when we went on top of the pyramid. But coming, I remember coming down off the pyramid and then going through some trees and stuff and like over a river. Yeah, but all right, now what's up, Roman? Well, I was just gonna say, like, look how strange and hard it is to actually express something that you experienced or saw when it comes to your dreams. Like, it's challenging. You're, like, trying to, like, formulate it, like, with the whole blinds and how the metal kind of shifted thing. See how hard it is to explain? That's another you did a pretty good thing about well. dreams. It's a different language that we're trying to mm. um, communicate in regular language. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. it, well, it's it's like a lot of wise men say, like when you talk a certain way to people, it's the same language as theirs. It's English or German or whoever you're speaking to. But the ideas that you're speaking about are like a different language to a lot of people. And I think that's kind of how dreams are where, I mean, I guess the simplest way I like to look at dreams uh, people think you're weird for it or something, but I think that's just the simplest way to look at it is it's kind of like a a small window of the inner workings of your consciousness and where it expands to and how it's experienced. It's just that's how mysterious it is because we're trying to formulate something we saw outer into our five sense physical kind of reality. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'll just um, jump in for a second. Um, but yeah, like, it's the dreaming... Yeah, it's something we can talk about more, but you're, you're right. Like, the dreaming is definitely... It's it's not just like... Um, sorry, I'm just going to... I think that was Nathan, but I was actually just going to... Uh, 
Or no, that's yeah, sorry. I was gonna say something. Something's like shaking. Was that Nathan's? In... <laughs> yeah. We'll just. Um, me. I, I was. No, <laughs> sorry. We'll we'll just check in. Um, Nathan, I just had you muted for a second, but uh, as a new player who joined the game, please feel free to test your microphone. If uh, if you can hear Hi, us, can okay. You guys hear me? Yes, we can. Hey, man. Welcome to the Hangout. Awesome. How's it going? Good, man. I'm, gl- I'm good to see you here. I'm glad you made it. It's, it's yeah, awesome. Good. I'm just, I'm just uh, listening to my same way you guys go. <laughs> and this is like, you're, you're in the UK? Uh, I'm in Australia, actually. I'm Australian. Sorry, whereabouts? Okay. Yeah, I was right. my I, I just had that problem I yesterday, say. too. I was like, can are you, you usually I get it. He's like, I'm from <laughs> Australia. We can. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say because we got we got people from the UK and we got people from Australia, so that's perfect. More diversity. Cool. cool. Um, okay, so we'll uh, definitely you know like it, we kind of got into this topic of just like uh, talking about what was like the most incredible creature that we saw within Dream, and then I was talking about dinosaurs, and then Kyle was talking about his experience. But you know, again, like from I'll I'll just try and explain something here real quick, and then we'll just pass it around if anybody else wants to either share a dream experience or ask another question, or even go back to answering the question about seeing like a fantastical beast in a dream, which can also be your story. Um, but yeah, like it from my way of trying to comprehend my wrap my mortal mind, my <laughs> my like you know like mind that can only comprehend like that which is created created of and knowing that there is stuff beyond it which I will not be able to fully understand but it can at least like point to um, the dream space is definitely a nation of uh, again you know like things that things that like we want to see things that like our mind wants to show us because it's things that we want to learn from and these can be things that are, are like residual from our day to day life but I don't even think residual is the right word because I do think that like every dream definitely comes through uh, with like a certain message and the message isn't even always something that we're always going to like take in literally oftentimes the message is also something that we experience through our emotions as well um, so I mean like it's it's um yeah, like I feel dreams take place, you know, we can call it the dream space, we can call it the astral realm, we can call it the spirit world. To be honest, I've kind of been leaning more towards calling it the spirit world because I think uh, when we do it that, we're like literally almost not beating around the bush, so to speak, by calling it the spirit world, but then at the same time, we almost have to give like a new definition of what the spirit world even is because that's not really like a common term that's used. But what I'm referring to is the idea that it's a space where we experience thoughts creating more instantaneously than within this space. But then again, not to distinguish that this isn't also the spirit world too. So scratch that. We'll just stick with the dream space slash astral realm. (laughs) Sorry, guys. But uh, what I'm basically getting at um, is, uh, yeah, it's a very, it's a very interesting way to try and comprehend like the dream space as being taking place in the astral realm, which is where your thoughts are creating instantaneously. It's like your reality helmet that's powered by your thoughts at all times, so to speak. Not just that. That's kind of what I was getting at. It seems like there's like what we're projecting, but then there's also additional information that we're sort of in the environment of that that can sort of communicate with us. And that's where you can get into the idea of like entering actual spaces within dreams, spaces that are occupied by like actual other entities and intelligences. Sometimes within dreams we're just like in our own bubbles, but it seems that we do have the opportunity to be like outside of our individual own bubble and in shared bubbles, which is where dreams can get very interesting. So again, you know, it's a very, it's an interesting topic to try to put into words sometimes, but if that 
made sense, you guys can let me know, but otherwise we'll just keep moving along with things. Um, what I was going to say, though, we'll uh, pass it over to Nathan to actually do a bit of an introduction. So, Nathan, what we've been doing is just saying who we are and uh, what brings us to Dream Class. So if you'd like to do that now, please feel free to go ahead. Um, well, my name is Nathan. Uh, I'm from Australia. And um, I actually was listening to a podcast of yours, I think, two days ago for the first time in ages because um, I used to always listen to your stuff. So, and then... I think yesterday you just messaged me out of nowhere, which was just really synchronistic. I'm like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, and yeah, I had, the, I had a really crazy lucid dream last night, actually. So I felt that I felt compelled to join this group and yeah, chat away and see where you guys go. Well, that's awesome, man. Thanks, thanks for joining here. And um, yeah, kind of what what you just said, sort of actually gave me a little bit more clarity on what I was trying to say a second ago. Um, what I think is really valuable about dreams is when we do get to be able to share our stories, and this is going back to like what Kyle was talking about, It's it, it would be too simple to just like say like, oh, what Kyle experienced was just like residual of his imagination, you know, sort of having, having like a scientific uh, materialistic approach to it. Um, not to say that's not valid, but what what I'm actually getting at is that like, it's not uncommon for us to see these like various forms of um, fantastical things within our dream space, and once we start like recognizing them as having more value and not something that's just like you know just residual imagination or whatever, but actually something that's like um, literal experiences. And this, this is kind of alluding to something that I'm going to share a little bit later with uh, my friend's story. But yeah, I'm, the idea of being able to share dreams is really fascinating because it shows us as documentation what is possible within these spaces. And when we understand what is possible within these spaces, we begin to understand the spaces themselves better. So that's basically what I'm trying to say. Um, but Nathan, we'll, uh, I, I'd be happy to just pass it over to you if you want to take a moment here to tell us a little bit about your lucid dream if you'd like. Um, well, I'm still trying to decode it at the moment because it's still a bit all over the place. But um, it's mainly just, it's good how dreams can really reflect what's going on in our physical world. I'm realizing that and I'm realizing how how much meaning they do really have when you become lucid. And um, there's a lot of kind of meanings and symbolizations that can kind of lead you towards where you want to go. And if you have a certain question or a certain thing that you're trying to deal with, um, it can really, you can really tap into the spirit world, if you want to call it that, and gain knowledge and gain more clarity in what you want to create and how you want to resolve whatever issue you, yeah, you want to deal with, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man, cool. I won't go into um, much of the thing, because I, yeah, it's all over the place, but I did fly at one stage, and that was awesome. I love flying in my lucid dreams. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and um, I, I, I appreciate the fact that, like, you're sort of, like, holding back from sharing it, because, like, that is, like, yeah, sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes we sort of have to, like, yeah, respect the dream the and sort of take and time it, with it. Yeah, if mm -hmm. I did try and explain it, it would really make sense to any of you guys, as it still doesn't make much sense to me, but... I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, whenever you feel you're ready, by all means. So uh, we'll be, do. I got plenty of um, other ones that I can probably share anyway. So we'll yeah, just yeah, keep flowing Absolutely. and see where we go. For sure. Cool. All right. Well, um, we'll keep bouncing around a little bit, and thanks again, Nathan, for joining in. And uh, we do have another new player who joined the game. Um, so I just want to take a moment to welcome Isabel. So Isabel, if you just want to unmute your microphone and, and say hello, please, by all means, go ahead. Hello. <laughs> I'm Isabel. Hello. Hey, welcome. I'm, I'm actually the other account for Dion because his phone was dying, but it was on the charger. <laughs> it was on the charger and it kept cool. dying. Yeah, so we had to switch to my phone. Alright, nice. I'm I'm glad you guys you guys are adaptable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys are so lucid. So <laughs> um did you, Isabel, um since it was uh Dion who who introduced uh himself earlier, did you wanna did you already introduce yourself separately or did I I didn't. Am I forgetting? No, it's fine. Okay, did you well then by all means please if you would like to. So I am Isabel and I am here and present. Uh, allowing and expanding and appreciating dream state in all of its in their glory. So that's all. Thank you for having this. Cool. Space. Well, thank you guys for making it. It is awesome. Okay, so um, you know what? Like from uh from here, we'll just uh open it up again. Does anybody else have a question they want to ask for the group? Or does anybody have a dream story that they would like to share or ask a question about in general? And we'll just have the microphone open so anybody who wants to jump in. Okay, I have a question. Divine, go um, ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, it's a general question. It's about the symbology of dreams. Well, um, as, as far as I can remember, like probably in my teens, from my teens, or maybe even before that, I see snakes in my dreams. And I have this, like, within my dreams, I have this, quite often see snakes. And I know, like, in the general world, the interpretation is the phallus, but I don't think that's what it is. Uh, because I see them in quite a few, like, versatile ways. Um, sometimes they're my friends, sometimes they're my enemies, and I'm afraid of them, but sometimes I'm like really cool with them. And they're, sometimes they're like unanimate objects. And uh, I don't know, like, uh, if you guys know what, what do they symbolize, the snakes in dreams? Um, I'm sure there's probably quite a few people wisdom. who would be able to answer this. So, Kyle, go ahead. Jump in on that. Wisdom, knowledge, um, pretty much. I don't know. Snake's main main deal is, like, wisdom and knowledge or related to a lot of, like, power and knowledge. It's just, you know, it's kind of like, like a wise man. It's a sign of like a wise man. Hmm. But sometimes I'm like really afraid and of them, but sometimes I'm like super cool with them and they're my friends. Snakes are also a sign of healing and um, like medicine. 
Yeah, and I also heard somewhere that they're a sign of uh, the Kundalini, the energy. Yeah. Someone told me yeah. that it might be a sign of your energy that you are afraid of your own power, and uh, sometimes yeah. like, when it's rising, or a different aspect fight. of yourself that you don't like, or something, or or an aspect of yourself that you're afraid of, or not ready to embrace yet. Yes. I think a dream can have different levels, and there's um, there's that like a psychological level where you can that can actually help you understand what it is that you might be fearing or needing to heal. But I always am inclined more to the other realms in the dream. And when I've had snake dreams, I used to also be very scared and run away or hide until I actually decided to follow the advice of a shaman that told me to, that, well, that I read that they were devoured by a snake and they gained a lot of knowledge, so I jumped into the snake's um, mouth and I surrendered to the snake and I was falling into an endless pit, um, like, a, like just an endless falling and I released so much. It was like confessions that you would only say to yourself at death. And it was very cleansing, but um, yeah. Well, also, um, anything having to do with the serpent and the snake, like there's a lot, <clears throat> there's a lot in your dream that really has to be taken into account for. Because if you're having constant, consistent dreams about the snake or the serpent, or just that in general, and inanimate, inanimate objects, um, being afraid of some of them some of them are your friends, it, it can almost metaphorically, I mean, just look at symbology, like, look how far back snakes and serpents go and what they mean. Um, I think there's a common symbol of a snake eating a man, and I'm not sure what that means, because I just don't remember, but you can look at the, uh, the caduceus, the sign of medicine, which is a snake, cross, eagle's wings, um, yeah. But the serpent would mean, man, there's so many names for them, but they all have a common theme of, it's just like Kyle said, it's only, it's like another aspect of yourself, and there's the part of yourself that you like and the part of yourself that you'd rather not like, but they're still all of you, and um, maybe it has to do environmentally, like um, some of your friends and some aren't. Ah, man. I really but don't. I mean, I'm I mean not. it's not like in in some dreams, like I'm I'm afraid of them, but in other dreams, so I'm I'm friends with them, and in other dreams they're inanimate. They're just there, lying around, but they're not moving. They're not alive or anything like that. So like, but like, in one dream they have this one, you know, feel to them. So. Like never together, never like in one dream. I have snakes that are my friends, and other snakes that are not my friends. No. So different intervals. That's that's very interesting too. Um, well, I would definitely just go and try to learn everything you can about snakes and serpents and their meanings and their symbology and where it all traces to, because it seems like, I mean, you have good cop snake in this dream and then bad cop snake in the next one. And there's just snakes lying about just subliminally everywhere. So, but You can also oh. ask your dream in a meditation. You can actually um, do a, either a dream reentry or an actual meditation where you visualize 
yourself in front of that snake or serpent and ask, um, you know, use your imagination obviously as a portal because, you know, you might feel silly, but it's it, once you go through the gateway of your imagination, you can actually access real inner knowledge. So you might want to wait in silence to see what the snake says when you ask it. What does it symbolize? Or what message does it have for you? Uh, that's been helpful for me. Yeah, that, that sounds mm -hmm. good. Yeah, there's some good points you guys made there. Um, yeah, even just hating upon, again, what, what Jennifer was mentioning there, like the idea of with the ability of more consciousness within dreams, you can actually ask the dreams like what they are supposed to represent. I mean, it may not theoretically like work 100% all the time, but that opportunity, that option is there. And yeah, like uh, so I, I like that point. So let me go back to and divine like with the snake thing again. Kind of what was already said. Like it really is. Uh, neither something that's positive nor negative. It's quite neutral, yet symbolically it is rooted in some potent energies, I guess you can say. Everything as like a symbol sort of correlates to almost like an underlying language of the universe. And something such as snakes are definitely a part of that language, meaning that they're very, very old, so to speak, you know, like they they have correlation to things that have happened in the earth and what people have put into the symbol of the snake. And so one of the things that I think of with the snake that was already kind of mentioned is, yeah, like it represents like the awareness of energy rising up through ourselves through a process. Like literally you can think of it as rising up like the, the chakra Fertility system. Fertility and rebirth. Which would, which would be a part of the... Um, yeah, which would be a part of the, you know, if you're talking about the chakra system and, again, the kundalini and everything. Um, but definitely even what, what Kyle was saying, the symbol of it being uh, knowledge, that even goes back to um, what, well, actually, Roman said, uh, the caduceus, uh, the serpent holder, which is actually, like, the 13th zodiac sign that, depending on who you ask, may or may not be in our current, um, or, sorry, of Ophicius. Uh, of, of, yeah, I like think, I always I mess up the name, but Ophicius. I feel like I pronounce it differently. <laughs> I've, I know yes. I pronounce it like slightly in, I, in the past. So, anyways, I also checked um, it really quick. Go ahead, I looked bro. it up real quick, and um, yeah. uh, with the snakes that aren't your friends, I think those are also subliminal messages uh, telling you about the vindictiveness of whatever's around you, the world around you, the people around you. Um, because, uh, you know, snakes represent fertility, rebirth, that whole spectrum. They represent poison and medicine, that whole spectrum, the healing part. And they represent vindictiveness and control as well, and knowledge. Like, those are all the aspects of what the serpent represents. So just mm. take it, yeah, just, uh, well, they would say meditate. Um, yeah, just some form of that. Just think about that on a real deep yeah. level and just try to try to understand all of that, and maybe you'll have your answer. Because your dreams yeah. are kind of yeah. trying to tell you something. Have you ever yeah. seen a snake eating its own tail in your dreams? I was dream? just about to mention that. The Ouroboros. Yeah. Actually, I have. Funny that yeah, the, so the sign the of a snake eating... Yeah, like the sign of a snake eating its own tail is kind of like infinity. Mm -hmm. It doesn't wow. stop. Um, it's also... You know, it's like a protective circle kind of deal, but it, it represents infinity, creation, and destruction. And when you think about reality, there's, there's really three or four main things, but 
You know, you have creation, yeah, destruction, yeah, yeah. and because observation or experience. Because, okay, yeah, that sounds really cool. Because um, in Hinduism, the the god that uh, got enlightenment is the Shiva, and Shiva's main symbol is a serpent, a snake. And Shiva is the creator and the destroyer. So the snake represents um, creation and death at the same time. Uh, Shiva creates and destroys. And he has the creative power. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably that. Something to speaking, do with of, yeah. speaking of Shiva, um, yeah. the first time I ever explored Shiva was actually from a dream. Um, I had never heard of Shiva before I was younger. And um, I had a dream where Shiva appeared and told me, you know, he was Shiva. <laughs> and it was a gigantic blue being, which I was like, what is this in here? And I heard the word Shiva, and I looked it up when I woke up. And since then, I've um, really followed those teachings, so, along with many other things. But speaking of, um, I wanted to bring it back to the lucid dreaming and the animals. My curiosity always lies in how they transform once lucidity hmm. is gained. Um, the transformation of beings, people, or animals once there's a certain kind of awareness that happens in the dream space is, is something that really, really draws my attention because it can be so dramatic you know, and, mm -hmm. and almost caricature-like. Yeah, we'll um, definitely go in that way, Jennifer. Uh, just in one second, let's just take a moment here just to conclude um, with the snake topic. Um, you know, someone even was mentioning before, like oftentimes when you see, again, like this is in the first class of dream class that we did, but they were talking about within their studies, you know, when you see an animal, like that animal is like representing a part of yourself. And so, I mean, like interpret that in the way that you want, but definitely like with, uh, with the idea of um, even when it comes to decoding symbolism with dreams, just a common thing that I like to remind people about is that in addition to just like trying to, oh, Divine actually dropped there, um, but I'll just finish this point. In addition to just trying to like decode the specific symbolism, uh, like what it means, it's also just important to be able to like jot down and recognize and meditate on how it made you feel. That in some ways may be something that people can associate to a little bit easier instead of getting caught up in the meaning. It's just like, that may be like sort of underneath the surface, but if you can remember how you've made it feel, it may even help you with the recall and just like how you perceive the story in, in some way. So, because um, then that gives you a chance to like call into present awareness what you're going to feel next time you encounter them. You know, previously if you just saw them and sometimes you're just like scared of them, maybe like next time you can be able to conquer that fear through the process of just being aware of what you're feeling in that moment. So, um, We'll uh, check in with Divine when she jumps back in and see if she had anything else about dreams. But going back to what Jennifer was talking about, the idea of shape-shifting, uh, I've had some friends tell some great stories about how they've shape-shifted within dreams. And, and I'll just say um, one quick thing, and then we'll just open it up that topic for anybody else who wants to either share experiences or just expand on that, that aspect or back to Jennifer as, as well. Um, but within dreaming, you know, oftentimes we imagine ourselves within the physical humanoid body that we're used to within this waking life. We imagine ourselves with, like, feet and hands, and at least we assume that they're there. You know, sometimes you may, like, look down in a dream and you may notice that you're actually, like, a disembodied floating perception ball sort of thing. So, I mean, mind, uh, the idea that we are not 
always limited to being in the physical form within our dreams. That's usually just kind of what we choose to form into because it's something that we commonly like have within this waking state. So being able to shape shift within dreams is a huge like call for creativity um, and it's a great opportunity that comes through when uh, lucidity is achieved too. Um, so again, okay, we're just going to hopscotch real quick though, but uh, Divine, um, I, I just mentioned real quick, you know, in addition to trying to decode the symbolism, it was also just important to reflect on how it made you feel and then in the future, next time you see the snakes, you can use that as sort of as a compass to bring in present awareness of like choosing to feel a certain way. So it poses being scared, you can live in the presence of the snake and recognize them as like a teacher sort of thing. So, because I think snakes are a, a very amazing teacher and definitely the sign of the Ouroboros is um, definitely a big part of that. And even the the uh, Arin, which is from uh, you guys from Never Ending Story where it's like two snakes eating itself. It's like the double Ouroboros. It's really cool. But Divine, just passing back to you, was there anything else related to snakes that um, you maybe wanted to touch upon or, or if you need any more clarification on and we'll move into the next topic from there. But just to wrap this up, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> pun intended? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It sounds really good. Yeah. Thanks for the okay, cool. comments. Yeah. Awesome. I'm sure snakes, I mean, honestly, for anybody who has snakes in their dreams, like, take notice. Like, snakes are, like, a very potent symbol. Um, so, I mean, that's an interesting one to sort of bring up. Wow, I'm the happy. Of the conversation. I'm glad I had snakes mm -hmm. in my dreams then. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? Like, some people would be like, oh, snakes, scary snakes. But, like, if they're there, like, that's a powerful animal totem. So, yeah, lots so to... It's definitely um, inviting you to explore that topic further down the rabbit hole. We, we, I mean, we can all sort of associate like animals as teachers. So if you're you're being called by the teachings of the snake, see what it has to teach. Literally, just by looking up like snake animal totem. You know, Google has. That's the exciting thing about this day and age, right? Like that's what makes it different is our immediate access to information. Back in the day, someone would have a snake and be like, "What does this mean?" If only I had access to Google, what does this mean, right? And nowadays, it's just like, oh, boom, you know, like, now we got some clues. Yeah. So um, let's utilize, like, the tools at our fingertips to, in some ways, uh, just help us process our relationship with dreams. So cool. So thanks again, Divine, for, for sharing that with us. Thank you, guys, for, for the comments. Cool. And, um, yeah, again, you know, like, I'm sure it won't be the last time that someone reports having snakes in their dreams. Snakes, snakes in a dream, starring Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Coming 2018. Stay tuned, guys. Um, okay, so uh, before we get going, we're we're gonna go get into the topic of like morphing. Um, I want to see if my friend is able to, cause she's got like the one who I was talking about. She's got the morphing story, um, but we'll pass. I'll communicate with her in a second. But we'll open that uh, that up. But before we do that, uh, we do have another player who joined the game. So hello to Cat. Cat, did you want to just test your microphone to say hello? If yeah. Can you guys hear me okay? Yep, we can hear yeah. you okay. Okay, and perfect. Welcome awesome. to class. And um, we can actually do a quick introduction as well, Cat, if you would like to, just before we get into the next conversation. But basically, yeah. we've just been asking people what who they are, introduce themselves, and what brings them to dream class. So if you'd like to do that now, please, by all means, and once again, welcome. Absolutely. Um, I just thought it was worthy to note that while I was tuning in and paying attention, um, you guys were talking about snakes and dream symbology behind snakes and oral horses, and actually... Um, have always felt drawn to the symbol of the snakes uh, to the point that I have the Ouroboros uh, symbol on my back tattoo. Um, 
So my name is Kat, or Katarina, and uh, dreaming has always been a really pivotal part of my life. It's been a really important thing to study. Um, there's been times in my life where I've definitely uh, spent more focus on studying dreams and symbology and understanding my own consciousness through the dreamscape. Um, and I find that it's a very valuable tool to understand how to process my own um, my own inner verse and my own understanding of my consciousness and my mentality and being able to uh, track my dreams and see any common denominators and pick out really what the symbols mean, um, which is entirely subjective. Of course, like a lot of archetypes, um, you're able to trace over based off of past experiences and um, what, what certain archetypes um, and symbols mean. But I've always found uh, the whole process of dreaming to be a really, really crucial part of my development. And so I'm happy to share space with you guys and to continue to listen to what you guys are sharing. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, Kat. No problem. <laughs> I'm glad it's working. I'm going to see if I can put my headphones on too, because it might be a little bit better. Perfect. That'd be perfect. Cool. Okay. And, um, yeah, we definitely we got about nine people in the class right now, so this is pretty exciting. Okay, guys. Um, so from there, let's uh let's take a moment here to uh, again like focus around a, a particular theme, and, and one of the themes that Jennifer brought up was the idea of shape shifting. Has has anybody here experienced shape shifting within their dream, and does anybody want to talk about that or perhaps share an experience related to shape shifting and and what we can take out of that? What is that What does that show us about the dream world? What does it teach us? Everybody wants to unmute themselves by all means. This is what happens when you try to think of a dream. Yeah. It's like, whoa! Well, these I mean, when you when you <laughs> said that, I, I immediately had something, but I was gonna wait for someone else to go first. But if no one else has anything, I'll I'll share mine. Okay. Well, we'll we'll just double check. Um, does anybody else want to go before? Okay, Kyle, it's uh, it's all you, man. So go ahead if you want to share us. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Um, it was kind of crazy, uh, and I, I don't really know, like, all right, so I don't know if it was exactly shape-shifting or not. I didn't turn into a different animal or creature. Um, it was like this crazy, weird obstacle course. I was just like, there was this like, really long journey, you know, it was like a, a thing. And um, just kept getting going through this strange. It felt like a test, is what I'm saying. It was very vivid, and um, you know, again, I don't know, vivid, lucid. I don't really know what to tell you about that. It was sort of just like on autopilot a little bit, but there were parts where it was very lucid, and I was in control. Um, other parts of it were just vivid. Um, basically, you know, you're going down, the, the scenery is awesome. It's like, it's like summertime, the sun is setting, there's that golden light, you know, covering everything in the green canopy. And, you know, you're just, you're, you're going, you're doing your thing, it's, it's a test, but it's not really that hard, is what I'm saying, I guess. Um, then it got to a part, and you know, just keeps going on, just keep walking and walking. There, I was with a woman, though. Again, I was with a woman. Um, and then, as we get near, you know, she diverts over on a different path. Um, 
but by the end by the end of it when it when when it felt as though I'm getting close to being done here um, I just looked down at myself and I wasn't wearing clothes anymore but I wasn't flesh either I was a blue light I was physical light I was I was a physical body but I looked down at myself and it was just light it was just blue light radiating you know like like you know it's like white in the middle with a really nice blue outline and a blue sheen over everything it's like that's what my skin was luminescent but everything through me was just that one material so you know and then I ended up seeing um, ended up seeing that woman again too and she was the same exact way and I looked at her eyes and they were just you know like the face didn't really have a face sort of just really intense light coming from the eyes it was like a golden light I'm not sure what kind of color light my eyes were but <clears throat> that's um my shape-shifting story. Cool story, bro. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's um, that's uh, that. I mean, that's a great example of what I was just mentioning a, a moment ago when I said, you know, like we're we we often believe that we're, we're these physical bodies in the dream, but you know, you look down and you realize that you're a little bit different. So, I mean, to actually see yourself as like light. Uh, I think that's a uh, really, really again, you know, exciting and and it, for me, it points to those moments within dreams where stuff like that isn't just like a fantastical idea of your imagination. Stuff like that is actually, from my way of explaining it, is like closer to uh, reality. It's closer to, is is like seeing reality with the filters pulled back. Um, so I mean, that's what I feel is that like when we see things like that within the dream space, part of part of the stuff, some of the things that we're seeing in the dream space, like they're not just like again, just like fantastical things that our mind is just creating spontaneously. Like, no, like they're actually specific, like fundamentals and truths uh, within the spirit world, so to speak. So when you see yourself as a luminescent being of light, that's because you actually are a luminescent being of light. And seeing yourself like that in the dream space is um, definitely something to take note of, especially if it's like a visceral experience where you're just like, oh my goodness, like this is, you know, this is realer yeah. than real kind of thing. So, like, did, yeah, you, I mean, did you feel like, a sense I of, like, had, remembrance or... Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. At that moment, at that moment when I saw myself as, as that, you know, I had legs, I had arms, I was still a body, but it was just all composed of one solid light. And... It was just like, at that point, I was like, yes, yes, I am what I am, you know, like, it was just totally, like, you knew, you know, like. You did it. Yeah, it was nuts. Doctor, you're Dr. Manhattan. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, um, yeah, mentioning Dr. Manhattan is uh, a whole interesting thing. Because, I mean, like, there's a whole connection there between, like, the reason why Dr. Manhattan's blue and, like, uh, higher awareness of consciousness and even the reason why a lot of characters are blue, including uh, Apocalypse in the new X-Men Apocalypse movie, which is something I mentioned in the movie review that I'm working on right now. So, um, but, yeah, you said it was blue light, didn't you? Did you say that? Yes, yes, yeah. blue light, you know, like, but very mm. intense to the point where, like, it was blue on the edges 
on the outline, but you know, kind of center-ish. It was all like just blinding white, but mm. you could tell there's a blue sheen on it. It's blue light. Most fascinating. Yeah, yeah. pretty crazy. Awesome. Well, that's a that's a another documented case of what happens in the dream space sometimes. So again, you know, like something like that. It's like now that we've got it recorded in this broadcast, it'll be like check mark. Like this is possible, you know. And then once we start yes. like documenting like what is possible within the dream space, again, it like maps out um, a better understanding. So the next time someone hearing this, you know, now that they've had that thought seed in their head, they may actually bring that concept into their dream, and they may see themselves as a blue light in their dream, sort of thing. So that is where like dream space gets very fascinating when like our interactions begin to impact like their, our shared experiences as well. Um, does anybody else have? I'm just, hold on, just let me see one second because if my friend sent me uh, what I believe is her shape shifting dream, then I'm going to read this. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm going to read uh, this shape-shifting dream, and I haven't read this yet. I just messaged her. I'm just like, hey, can you just like send me something really quick? And um, she's written down a lot of her dreams uh, over over the years, and she's like very... She recognizes that she has like very vivid, visceral dreams, and so I'm just going to take a moment to share this here, and then if anybody else has something else that they want to mention shape-shifting-wise, we'll do that, and then we'll bounce around to some other topics. So this is from this is from our friend Lacey. So it says I I um sorry, okay, one sec. Alright, okay, so it says I then feel something inside me rise like Kundalini as I visually can see a mechanical snake rise up out of my body and hit me and hit my AI brain. Oh my god, she's a robot or something? I morph into a great prehistoric-looking land creature on all fours, like a triceratops. I take off running with a stride of a cheetah, fast and swift. I take off beneath... Fast and swift, I take off beneath many overpasses as I leave the abandoned city behind. I look back at life I used to know, and I feel at ease. I morph again into a majestic griffin and lift off into the sky. I fly down into the dancing Tokyo city streets, flying just above the lit-up streetway. Crawling, clawing the sides of the building with my massive talons, I hit the side of this building, then tumble down into a small bonsai garden and land right inside a bonsai tree. Oh my god. Okay, and that's it. So that's that's like, I, and I guess that's just like a snippet from the dream, but um, she shapeshifted at least uh, like several times there. Yeah, into something similar to a triceratops and then into a majestic griffin. So the fact that she transformed into a majestic griffin is very interesting because, again, a griffin, much like the snake, is a very potent dream symbol, um, something definitely uh, that has some like ancient energies associated with it and symbolically. Um, so yeah, shout out to Lacey. Thanks, Lacey, for sharing that. I'm not sure uh, she was able to be tuned in, but nevertheless. And she she has a couple other stories that I actually do want to share later on um, that were... I'll just say this. There's like a story of her and her friends like flying uh, a giant Metatron's cube that is like in one of her dreams. So again, you know, like, is that... that that's what I'm getting at. Like, something like that. Flying Metatron's cube, like flying like a Merkaba in a dream, that's not a coincidence. That's like actually utilizing these like spiritual technologies that exist 
if we want to think about it that way. And that's what we're starting to begin, begin to understand. Um, and that was a concept I'll just plant real quick real here, and then we'll just um, pass it again around related to the shape-shifting. And uh, we'll take a moment here for one other thing. But um, I mentioned this in a previous broadcast, like putting forth the idea that maybe dreams are something closer to like a divine technology. And dreams aren't these just something that accidentally happen because we happen to have a consciousness and happen to have a brain, but it's actually intentionally structured in a way to give us the opportunity to live these physical lives and then every night to still be able to go into the astral realms or the spirit world or, you know, the dream space. It's uh, it, it's something that is, like, intentionally there for us to be able to still, like, live as a spiritual, multidimensional being within the dream space and still live as a spiritual multidimensional being within this space. Um, so again, it just draws back to the idea of how do we make the most of it if it's there for a reason, if it's there for an intention, and the intention is to help us evolve at the very least, I would say. So um, but th that said, though, uh, just before we open it up, I just want to take a moment here to just uh, recognize we do have another player who has joined the game, and uh, that is Muhammad. Uh, Muhammad, did you want to unmute yourself and just test your microphone if you would like to do that? Feel free. Go ahead. And, uh, we'll just see Muhammad may or may not be there, which is totally cool. All right, so Muhammad, if you can hear us, just feel free to type in the chat or just let us know if you want to test your microphone. Um, so with that said, guys, we'll just open up the talking stick to anybody who just has any general thoughts, be it shape-shifting or anything that they want to hit upon. Um, or Muhammad, go, yeah, okay, go, go ahead. Try testing your microphone now. I think we can hear you. I heard you have it on for a second, so if you want to try again. Um, okay, so we might have to... We'll get that working, but that's okay. Um, yeah, again, so just opening up the talking stick to anybody in the classroom. Does anybody have anything they would like to add to? I can add, um, if that's okay. Sure, yeah, Jennifer, go ahead. And then Muhammad will do your mic check in a second. So. <laughs> Um, well, besides you, when you guys were talking about blue beings, I actually did have a, um, a kind of like a lucid dream where I morphed with, uh, with a guru and we turned blue and then he turned into a baby. But um, more than these things for me, what catches my attention more than myself shifting or morphing is when my surroundings shift and morph because for me that's like a direct mirror. Um, like if I if like when you face your fears in a dream and then you everything just starts to dissolve and and changes completely or um, or something really amazing and spectacular can happen like um, gigantic dolphins coming out of the ocean. I mean, I just feel like um, however the dream chooses to show you that it's conscious that you're conscious is what fascinates me. Like for me that's morphing, like when when the body of your dream um, shifts in your reflection. That, that's a good point. Um, definitely just going back to the idea that yeah, like the, the dream literally is a reflection and also the potential for us to not just shapeshift ourselves, but to shapeshift anything 
within the dream space as well. And especially when, yeah, like that's an interesting thing. Say in a dream, like you, it may bring up an emotion, and then like your emotion will actually like change the environment that that you're in. Like that may be a way that you experience it when you're not necessarily lucid. Just as an example, for for people, but no, that's a that's a good point, Jennifer. Um, yeah, and again, just going back to the idea that dreams are a reflection of you. Uh, you know, like when you're seeing things, like you're seeing yourself outside of yourself as you are. Again, you know, consciousness is a mirror test. It's a, it's, be, it's a mirror test. It's being able to see yourself and your surroundings. So that applies to the dreams and it applies to this waking state. Um, Muhammad, did you want to try testing your microphone again? Let's just uh, see if it's going to work. Okay. All right. Um, does anybody else have anything that they want to mention on the topic of shape shifting before we move on to some other topics? Um, well, I I don't think I've really had a dream where I shape shifted, but um, I had a dream which I actually mentioned last time I was in the class. But there's kind of more to the story than I said there. But um, I in this dream someone that I knew what was in the dream and then they became a dragon which also goes back to the question of um, like fantastical beasts in dreams um, that I, I've had a um, dragon in dreams and wizards too and um, but this person is actually um, the person in my life who I call my Wizard of Imagination because um, we had a conversation last summer and it was revealed that like at each turning point in my journey with magic he was there and like he he was very instrumental in my journey with magic and um, so at the end of the summer of last summer he actually gave me a, um, a like ornamental dagger from Turkey, I think he said that his mom brought it back from Turkey, and um, he said that he had a dream where um, the uh, I think she's called the One-Eyed Protectress. I think it's from Buddhism or something like that. Um, like blessed the dagger, and um, he gave it to me that like um somehow it, it was a tool for me to use to um you know kind of heal the world in a way or something so um i haven't really figured out what that means yet but um but yeah and, um another thing i just wanted to bring up is that a common theme in my dreams seems to be like transportation sort of cuz i have flying dreams i I have dreams where I'm driving a car or riding a bike, and I don't do any of those things in real life. It's just very interesting that I can't ride a bike and I can't drive, but then in dreams, like, it's just happening. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for adding that to the conversation, Kaya. <laughs> that's... Yeah, like the different abilities that we seem to magically gain within our dreams is really interesting as well. I like that topic. It's good thing that we can go into more as well also. Um, yeah, like just see, again, like the idea of like literally like 
unlocking new skills within dreams, be it riding bike, driving cars, talking languages. That's a whole, whole thing itself. You know, some people would be like, yeah, I've had languages where I've like fluently been spoke, speaking French and I don't speak French sort of thing. So um, just shows us kind of, again, for me, it alludes to this idea that, you know, when we're in that astral space, we're kind of connecting into collective consciousness. Uh, with with it, the, the veil is thinner, you know, so the communication is more readily available, so to speak. The information is readily more available to sort of flow through, so to speak. Um, so, like, the real test would be to see if you could, like, suddenly start speaking French in your waking state. That would be some next-level stuff to sort of do that. Um, you know, it's funny because I actually speak, I actually read and speak French in my dreams a lot, and I don't. So. Oh, really? So there you go. So that's a, that's Actually, when I see, like, things that I've written, the titles and everything inside is always in French, which I think is... And I understand what it's... Like, I understand the translation, even though I wake up and I'm like, what the... <laughs> So what, what um, I mean, there's a few ideas there that we could talk about, but what, what do you take from that, like the idea that that's happening within your dreams? How do you sort of, what do you see that alluding to, or what do you think it means? Well, I feel, I feel like our consciousness, um, I guess you could call it the dream body or the dream consciousness, travels into a different consciousness um, aspect of yourself that might know more. Like I, in dreams, I'm like an expert sword fighter when I'm not... <laughs> And um, I feel like uh, these these abilities lie in different parts of our consciousness. I guess you could call it maybe the multidimensional um, aspects of yourself, or possibly um, un like look at how big is our unconscious. Like how the subconscious goes so deep that we barely have touched uh, who we really are and what all our abilities are. In dream, I I seem to have more abilities. Um, that I always try to bridge, obviously, into my waking reality. But I guess that's the process: remembering and bridging different consciousness. I guess a soul retrieval, um, integrating different aspects of myself. Uh, that's part of the dream practice. Because I'm also very curious about these things that I can suddenly do or learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that you mentioned the term uh, soul retrieval. I've heard that talked about before. Um, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, like within our dreams, like we're literally sort of regathering memories and aspects uh, and knowledge of ourselves and, and, you know, state the obvious um, in some way or another with like what you were talking about, the idea of being able to speak different languages and being able to connect with like other parts of yourself. It's like, yeah, like... Uh, a lot of people have already heard this, but the idea that within dreams, uh, it's a place where you can connect with past lives and future lives as well. So, again, you know, understanding that, like, we are literally connected to bigger parts of ourselves, and this incarnation is more just like a fractal of the totality of it within our dream space. We can, we can do that. We can literally remember more of who we are. And so if that means remembering a language that we've spoken in a past life, like, that can be, that can be a big part of it. Um, and it is something that, you know... Given this, given the opportunity, someone could be able to explore within their own path, but obviously it would be very subjective. But I mean, just being open to the idea of like, hmm, is that a past life? Uh, could be a way to sort of lead you further down that path of exploration, and uh, at least being or, able to or like, a future life. Be, be open to that idea. Exactly, or future life, where yeah, Not people are speaking French. Mm -hmm. French. Mm -hmm. it's like that, uh, totally. Speaking about the um, future life. I can hear Mohammed. Did Mohammed just? Yeah. 
I'm sorry, Divine, I'm we'll sorry, just... Divine. One second, and I'm going to pass it to you, Divine. Um, no, it's fine, Kyle. Mohammed, did you just want to test your mic real quick? Mohammed, if you want to... I think... Mohammed... Can you guys, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we, we can hear you. Uh, do you want to just say hello? Okay, we're not sure. Um, yeah, Muhammad, I'm not sure if it was phasing in and out, but, but feel free to try again in, in a minute. Um, okay, so, yeah, just we're, we're going back to the topic of, like, you know, dreams opening up to knowledge of past lives, future lives, bigger pictures of ourselves. Uh, Divine, go ahead if you want to add into that, and then I think there are a couple other people after that, but go ahead. Yeah, about uh, dreams uh, communicating or like something communicating with us through dreams because um, I've had like a couple of uh, experiences and it's been like so distributed all over through like at different periods of my lifespan but um, like two very like um, like profound uh, before I had like two very profound experiences in my life that kind of like you know really affected me actually this one time um, I I saw like uh, like I saw in a dream that my brother my cousin well in India we call cousins brother but yeah but he was my brother like we were very very close he was my best friend I saw in the dream like I was uh, like a few like a week before I had these really bad feelings that I kind of could sense that something bad is coming up and I shared it with my sister that and she's like yeah I can feel it too that something really bad is gonna happen and then I saw this dream and I saw that my brother died like my cousin died in that dream and there was a funeral and everyone was crying and I saw him and uh, I didn't tell my cousin obviously but uh, of course like uh, after a week he died uh, committed suicide um, but uh, that was one time but um, it has happened a couple of times like this you know seeing something in the dream and then it coming true but this one time because I travel a lot lot and uh, I was not in touch with my family for a period of time they lived back in India so this one time I get this dream again about my family I get this dream about my little brother getting involved like he he's a teenager and he get like I had in this dream he's hanging out with his friends which are like you know they get in they party a lot and they get into fights and stuff so I had this dream and I saw that they were like doing getting drunk and stuff and having a party and then this other cousin got into some trouble and then I see this blood and I see that um, somehow my brother is in trouble he's in serious trouble and um, I see blood and I think someone died at the party so anyhow I woke up and I was concerned so I was not calling my family for a long time but that day I decided to call my family because obviously because of the dream so I pick up the phone I call my sister and I'm like yeah we're talking for like half an hour and she says nothing she's just talking normally and then I say yeah but you know I called today after such a long time it's because I saw this dream and you know I saw this dream about our baby brother that he was in trouble and he's like Jesus what I say, yeah I saw this bad dream he was in trouble is everything okay at home 
And she's like, oh, God, Mom told me not to tell you. And she's, she's like, you know, talking to the other brothers and sisters because everyone was there because something had happened, obviously. So she's like, Mom told me not to tell you. Mom told me not to tell you. And I'm like, okay, is everything okay back there? She's like, no, everything is not okay. Yeah, the baby brother got in some serious trouble because they were partying and something happened and their friend, he he got kidnapped. And she's like, I can't believe it that you saw it in your dream. I was like, yeah. So yeah, I've had such experiences of seeing... Premonitory dreams. Yeah, yeah precognition. Yeah. Or I don't know what the word Sometimes is. I wonder if people see those things as they happen or after, or before they happen, you know what I'm saying? Because um, I've sometimes had dreams where um, I, I am actually, maybe I guess you could say we soul travel, so you can see what's happening, um, and you're dreaming it in real time, so to speak, like a live broadcast, I guess. Um, and then there's ones where you can see before the event happens. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I, I, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just seeing if my mic was working. Mm -hmm. I used to have a lot of um, apocalyptic type dreams where everything was vivid, normal, daily life, getting up, doing your routine, and then everything would just completely just go to ruin in whatever way I imagined it going to because I guess back then I was into that kind of thing. Uh, I looked up all this stuff about natural disasters and um, threats from space and all of that. And I guess my imagination kind of manifested that in my dreams. It happened a lot, but I don't know if it was a message for anything. I think I was kind of just scaring myself. And this is called dream class. Uh, I don't know if you guys get into nightmares, because I think if nightmares were discussed, a lot of new things would open up. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. For sure. Yeah, a um, couple things just to hit on there. Yeah, I just wanted to, Divine, thank you for sharing your story there. That's a, I mean, the the reality behind it is obviously quite heavy, so thank you for sharing that. And, and that's something that isn't incredibly uncommon. When I've heard that before, when people either have relatives who are close to death, whether it be expected or otherwise, it's not uncommon for there to be dreams that often come to us beforehand or, you know, shortly afterwards. Um, people, like, you know, common example would be, like, say, like, someone's, like, grandmother or grandfather dies, and then the night before they die, they have a dream of, like, that and like sitting at the end of their bed talking to them for like you know what appears and feels like a really deep conversation like that's that again you know goes into this idea that the dream space is a shared space it's a space where multiple dimensions come into like nexus so to speak so be it like the fairy realm be it you know like the the realms of uh, again you know like where we go before we are born and when we when we die so to speak so um I'm just reading. Um, sorry, I'm just kind of reading half of the things in the comment. I haven't exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> been, what are you guys well, yeah, talking you, about over there? While you're reading that, I guess I could point out, um, not to kind of bring everyone down to a kind of a fear-based uh, conversation, but no. um, I don't know if anyone's ever had dreams where uh, friends or family were involved, or either in turn the 
the fear in the nightmare. Like I've had family members that basically became vampires and it was weird because this is only a few years ago. And I've, I mean, I remember a relative of mine who I lived with had died. I didn't know him that well, but he had died. And, and then a couple, like a week or so later, I had a dream about him not being so moral in my dream, you know, where he was mm. the, he was the, the evil force in the dream. And it was just weird. Like why would I have a why would I have a dream nightmare? Because at first it was a nice dream, and then by the end of it is when it got horrible. So just all of that science, I just wonder how all of that works and what it means. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, even going back to your apocalyptic dreams, there's stuff I I want to mention upon on that because that's actually a theme that I went through at a young age as well, and I actually had some thoughts of processing it. Um, but before I do that, though, I just want to open up. Um, if there's anybody else in the conversation who just wanted to add in about any of these topics, and we'll, we'll, we'll connect some dots here as we, as we keep moving along. I know there's a couple streams going on simultaneously, but that's okay. Um, I mean, if you guys do want to talk about the concept of nightmares specifically, absolutely, we can totally do that. And uh, I just want to give a shout out. We, uh, As we were talking over that last little bit, we did pass through the 11-11 uh, Stargo bonus shoutouts as we go through that, um, at least in Eastern Standard Time Zone. <laughs> and um, I did just want to mention that uh, at this point we've been broadcasting for, uh, yeah, we're eventually it will be three hours, and uh, by then we'll probably get close to wrapping it up. So we'll give it till about midnight my time, which is about another 45 minutes, and then we'll end with a short closing meditation, and then we'll save some uh, conversation for another time. But just uh, going back to, um, again, you know, a couple of things that we were talking about, like having dreams of loved ones who have passed on, uh, I feel like that is a very common thing for, for a lot of people. Um, and uh, again, you know, in some people that can be very comforting uh, to know the idea that uh, literally through an experience, like knowing that they're not fully gone, that there is still that connection. Um, it's just a very interesting topic. There's more I could say about it, but just opening up the talking stick. If anybody has anything they want to, that they feel called to mention well, or at this point, please. I've, I've been able to say goodbye to members that I haven't um, been able to say goodbye to mm -hmm. in the dream, and it is actually them because of the nature of the dream. Um, usually, it's a kind of like the dream dissolves, and then there's a door and a knock or or a train stops and doors open and it's them or they're young like uh, eight they look vibrant young and shining and crystals everywhere so you can you can tell when you're not just sitting in front of a a strange dream character and it's actually somebody that's giving you this energy and giving allowing you to say goodbye and I really um, am thankful for that ability my younger sister also has and we had them simultaneously where we've both been able to say goodbye to the same person almost like the person who passed on did their rounds and said goodbye to whom they could reach because not everybody um, you know can be reached or will remember that they were reached um, not that they can't be reached just the memory yeah and and again you know like it doesn't even um like I, I think the dream space is a very healing space, and there's a reason why we have these experiences. And and so I mean, there's a lot of ways healings can take place. And even what we're just talking about, you know, like having communication with loved ones who have passed on. Keep in mind that this this also includes uh, like non-human 
loved ones as well. So, I mean, like, this is like pets and everything, too. Like, a lot of people will talk about how they have dreams with, like, pets. And, and, and like, that in itself can be, like, a very uh, emotional thing, but also, like, very comforting. Uh, again, you know, just, like, the idea of, like, having them still with us here, so to speak, and knowing that they're, like, cheering us on from the from the sidelines of the spirit world, so to speak. So, um, but, yeah, I, again, I just want to be able to open this up. I know there's a few other people who haven't fully gotten to uh, add to the conversation directly. So um, let me just take a moment here. Muhammad, did you want to test your mic again? And if so, if you wanted to do a little introduction, please feel free. Um, otherwise, that's totally cool if uh, you're welcome to just chill out and chat on the side as well. And um, let's just also give a moment here. We have another new player who joined the game, John. And uh, John, did you want to uh, test your microphone if you're there? Uh, yeah, sure. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Welcome to the Dream Class. Great, yeah, thanks for having me. Cool. Um, um, I was going to say, we, we just within the short introductions that we've done, uh, basically you can just say like who you are and what brings you to the dream class, and then we'll get back into some topics that we were just on or anything. But go ahead, John. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm John, and pretty much what brought me to uh, the dream class topic was uh, just the expansion of consciousness, and, you know, I'm definitely a student of... Uh, conscious expansion um, through uh, traditional um, journeying with the drum and psychedelics and so forth. One thing that uh, I had uh, noticed was uh, when you guys were talking about the shape-shifting, and uh, I actually just recently had a, uh, a very interesting uh, shape-shifting dream, if you would like me to share that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Go go ahead. You can share that with us now. Okay. Yeah, so um I was on some sort of swampy swampy area. Um it didn't seem like Earth. Um maybe it was another planet. Uh so I look at my hands and they're actually uh they're they have scales like a like a lizard. And uh suddenly I got this fear. And I just wanted to like run for my life, and uh, and so I did. And uh, I noticed there was this orb that was chasing me. It was a red electronic orb, and uh, eventually caught up to me. And and uh, I felt a sharp pain in my back, and uh, and that knocked me out. Dude, but when, the red pins uh, in the aliens, man. Yeah, <laughs> but uh. So when I came to, uh, there was this woman, like a, a fairy-type being, and she was like, okay, uh, try again, pick another avatar. And uh, I suddenly saw this screen in front of me, and there was a bunch of squares, and every square had like this different kind of being on it. And I was like, I don't know, I don't, do you, you know, do you have any... Um, any recommendations, you know, and, and she smiled, and suddenly I was put back um, onto a, another swampy-like atmosphere, but this time I was, like, I had, like, a mushroom, like, body, and uh, I had, like, these, like, squid tentacles, and I was able to blend into my atmosphere, and I was able to, like, just kind of camouflage around any kind of dangers there were, so at first it was a nightmare, but then it, it turned out to, you know, be uh, be pretty cool. 
And that's it. Have you ever heard the story of the mad Arab? <laughs> Did you want to... Have you? The mad What's hatter? The, the mad Arab. Mad Arab. No. Do you want to tell us uh, that real quick, Kyle? Go ahead. Um, if you've ever read the Necronomicon... Yeah, the it's a Necronomicon story. story. Yeah, it's the first story, and that's pretty much it. Only, like, he talks about being underground and, you know, these, these different stone blocks, and they would take you to different worlds, and he was different beings. And that's pretty much what you just described. So, yeah. <laughs> kind of cool. Nice. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Necronomicon by, you know, whoever wrote it. But... Well, it's just uh, it's fictional Cthulhu lore made up yeah, by H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. But it yeah, is interesting. Yeah. That, that, you know you know how crazy that was, Roman? Like, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, again, you know, like, any any of, like, the fantasy stuff, it's always interesting to think, like, where exactly were we getting this from sort of thing. Well, and, and a lot of times... Imagination, you know? Exactly. We're talking about, like, you know, references to the dream space, which is, like, a very important topic because, you know, later into the evolution of the dream class, I wanted us to be able to focus in on how we can utilize the, the like, the transition from taking ideas of the dream space and turning that into like creative inspiration that we can make into art and things that we can share and to make that as like part of our, our habits and our skill sets but um, again just going back uh, John thanks for sharing that story that was a good another good example of the hyperdelic realm of the dream space and shape-shifting so thanks for sharing man was there anything else you wanted to say um, just within introductions or before we bounce things around a bit more or maybe like what you felt that dream meant to you or anything or how it made you feel at least? Um, yeah, well, uh, what the I felt the dream meant to me was that, uh, you know, kind of a reality that we are actually in avatars. Um, like this is just a, a ride. We're, you know, we're not our body. We're inside this body. It's just a vehicle. Like getting in your car. You're not your car, but you take care of your car. And I think that's what the the message was uh, for me. But we'll see as uh, as time will tell. Definitely, definitely. That's a that's a key potent message there. That's going to be coming up on everyone's radar soon enough. So yeah, and and to be able to like learn that from the dream, or at least to be able to give hints of it within a dream through the experience. Because I mean, again, you know, like that's. That is what happens like when people oftentimes get lucid within dreams. They just viscerally experience the moment of like, oh my god, I am consciously aware I am not in my physical body, therefore I am more than my physical body? Question mark? You know, it, it at least allows being at things from that perspective. So um, we haven't gotten too much into practical aspects of lucid dreaming uh, or at least dream exploration within this episode yet, but we can do that before we uh, wrap things up. If anybody does have any practical tips that they want to suggest in terms of how to be able to develop our relationship with our dream practice, and uh, we'll also go over some of the basics as well, just as a refresher. Um, I was also share just like a short uh, aspect of some dream recall that I had the other day as an example of what can happen within dreams, but we'll do that in a little bit. I just want to give, uh, again, more opportunity for other people to say anything in this moment. So we'll, we'll just open up the microphone here, and then we actually do have another player, and we'll, we'll introduce them uh, in a moment as well. But does anybody else uh, uh, want to jump in with anything or, or even 
if you would like to put a new question towards the group, you can always do that as well. So Yeah, I have anybody... this another question. Okay. Um Divine, let's just uh we'll just see um if there's anybody else just who wants to go before you, only because I know there's a couple of people who haven't yeah. necessarily gone yet. So yeah, cool, thanks. Cool. Um does anybody does anybody else want to jump in um with anything they want to share or add? I know a lot of you guys are just listening, which is also equally awesome. So, um, okay. So if nobody else wants to jump in, that's totally cool. And uh, uh, I got we'll, a couple things for. Uh, well, uh, I know you touched yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, actually, uh, I was. I was, I was I just going to say I was on. actually going to introduce you for a second um, since I recently joined. So, uh, if go ahead, you can you can introduce yourself and uh, then just like say your name and go ahead and say any point you want as well. Oh uh, yeah, uh, hi everybody. My name's uh, Denny Diaz, uh, out of California. Um, it, just to harp on what you were just about to speak about about uh, any tip, uh, astral projection or anything like that. Um, I noticed uh, when I do it through meditation, or even just when I'm uh, getting that that sleepy feeling and you're about to drift off. Um, <clears throat> usually, with the meditation uh, side of it, I notice like. Uh, I'll, I'll get a vibrational feel across my skin, usually like uh, starting from like the crown chakra area. Sometimes I've had it like the, right at the edge of my lips, and it usually takes over the rest of my body. And uh, usually when I get that tingly feeling, either in any of my energy centers or just you know from a meridian point, I try to build off of it. So I'll try to you know try to tune myself or my higher self. Uh, to get to that on a physical level. So I'll try to basically immerse myself into the situation or the uh, the experience itself um, just to also have really strong mantras or uh, really good uh, in and out breathing, you know, just words that you say or symbols that you hold in your mind's eye. And uh, it'll help you vibrate higher or at least to that level to help you project out of your body. So that's uh, one thing I noticed is uh, pay attention to body vibrations as you're doing it. Yeah, that's a that's an excellent point. Um, definitely something that I, I want to be able to put some attention to as well. Yeah, has anybody has anybody experienced that? Like the again, sort of reiterating, um, just like the process of like still it, it basically we notice it when our mind is still awake as our body starts to fall asleep. And sometimes it can the vibration sensation from my own experience kind of goes in with the sensation of like almost like falling into your bed or lifting up out of your bed. And those are like the early signs of what can be uh, again, you know, like astral projection. Um, and I'll, I'll just take a moment here just to very, very quickly try to d differentiate through definition the difference between uh, astral projection and lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming, let's say, that is in itself the, uh, the aspect when we wake up consciously within a dream during the dream. Astral projection is the process of, like, doing a meditation slash intentionally, like, going into a dream with conscious awareness. And oftentimes that can be, like, not just us going into the dream world, but us, like, traveling the astral body out of a place that is reminiscent of the physical space that our body is currently in. So, like, an astral projection experience would be, like, intentionally falling asleep and then intentionally lifting yourself out of your body and turning around and looking there and seeing your body. Head. The dream is it's like you fall asleep and then you go into the dream. 
and then you awaken within it. And sometimes people astral project by accident. That's actually a common story where they'll like, they'll get up, they'll think they're awake, they'll like go to the bathroom or something, or they'll go to the door, and then they'll come back and they'll turn around and they'll see those themselves there. Um, that's actually like happened to some people. Um, but yeah, did I? Did you want to? Did you want to add anything else to the astral projection on that topic? Um, if anybody, if anybody else wants to add anything to that as well, um, I got a few things, uh, but I can stand by see if anybody else has anything. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to. Um, okay, well, let's definitely. Sorry, did you just what? What name do you want to go by again? Like, I know I just. Uh, you can go by whatever's uh, displaying uh, for me. My my, my name's Danny, so. Oh Sorry, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, you can just uh, if you know how to say it, you can go by uh, the font the Sauvage. It means wild child in uh, uh, French, so. Okay, it was off cool. of a conscious metal band that I like to follow and listen to. So, <laughs> right on, right on. Awesome. I'll have to give um, something to look up to. Cool. I guess um, I guess for this dream class, I would like to input quickly my experience of lucid dreaming astral projection. It's not as wild or mystical as anyone else's. That is probably here, but <clears throat> just for my own sake, I just like to add. Uh, one time I tried to intentionally go in because I was really fascinated by this stuff when I first learned about it, but I probably didn't know much about it at all. Um, uh, I was just laying there. I had some binaural beats. I don't remember. And I felt my body slowly fall asleep, like when your leg or arm falls asleep and you get that buzzing vibrational feeling in your body. That happened to my entire body, and I felt like I was just like a... I felt like I was just a bunch of... I was a pair of floating eyeballs looking over at myself. And that was the only time I ever made it work. It was like I barely projected. Um, but it didn't feel like a dream. Like It felt like I didn't go to sleep. I just kind of, my body went to sleep, but I wasn't asleep, you know? And it was really weird because I didn't think anything of this phenomenon until that point. And just like about everyone with lucid dreaming, everyone's done it. Um, it's happened to me a couple times, but most of the time the case is <clears throat> the case is that you're it's like towards the end of the dream, and then you'll start lucid dreaming, making all these uh, conscious choices, or these aware conscious choices, and um, like five minutes later it seems you just wake up five seconds maybe actually you'll wake up and be like oh darn you know you wanted to do more with that kind of um, power, I guess you could put it, but I've never gone to sleep and had an entire dreamscape where I could just do wherever I wanted. I think it's maybe only happened once or twice where I intentionally just flew. Like, I don't know what it is with flying, but flying is just a human motif that everyone loves, and it's, I don't know, even people who have fear of flying seem to like it, but you'll just be flying around, and yeah. It's pretty crazy, right? For sure. For sure, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a few things there to hit upon, even just, like, the topic of flying and everything. But, yeah, like, to... One, one thing that you said, though, you know, like, everybody's lucid dream. Uh, I can, we can definitely say that that 
wouldn't be the case. Like, and, and I think that's a big like motivation behind uh, a lot of people being interested because they've heard about this idea of lucidity, yet they still have yet to experience it. Um, yes, everybody can lucid dream. Not everybody has a lucid dream yet. So there's a lot of people that are still like waiting for that kind of aha moment um, and everything. But definitely. Uh, Denny, was there anything else that you wanted to add? Um, we'll take a moment here just to talk a little bit uh, about astral projection, if, if you guys want to do that. I know we're kind of going around on a few topics at once, and there's a couple other things that we can always loop back to. But, Denny, go ahead. I just wanted to pass it over to you if there's anything else you wanted to mention. Uh, yeah, it, I couldn't remember the precise point. I got lost in his conversation, but to kind of just go off of what he was saying, piggyback, uh, it does help with binaural beats to, to uh, figure out which frequencies uh, affect your body and uh, just give it a applied practice. Uh, sometimes it takes some, you know, poking through a lot of frequencies. Uh, I know there's a few good YouTube channels out there that have solid, you know, uh, hour-long to even eight-hour-long videos of uh, binaural beats. So if anything, uh, if you decide to go that route, make sure you have a decent uh, 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 practice at meditation. Like, you're able to, you know, get a nice, you know, calm trance going. Nothing like too clear of the mind or anything, but for a good while and stuff, like have a good grasp on it before you decide to get into binaural beats because uh, it's just going to feel like you're listening to just like whoop 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 in your you know yeah but usually yeah so one time it it really helps if you um I think a lot of the time with binaural beats they'll tell you to like just uh really focus and concentrate on it but I think what it really is is kind of uh as this is also a good way to think about meditation isn't just clear your mind and all that it's actually taking any and all thoughts that occur in your mind and like mentally laying them all out in front of you and looking at them from a distant point of view and how they relate to you instead of just trying to think of an empty white room with nothing in it, like a void. It really helps when you actually can think about those problems. And I mean, just the, the simple common word, meditate. Like, go meditate on that. What, what, what's that person saying? He's saying go and think about that deeply and what, what, is you, what, do you, what does it mean, you know? Uh, but the, the whole thing with the binaural beats, yeah. That was the only time I really got it to have an effect. I've tried it a few times uh, past that and either I'm just doing it wrong or not that spiritual practices have to be precise like uh, some kind of ritual with salt and candles but you know uh, it hasn't really happened since and I just wonder why mm -hmm. yeah hitting um just going back to the binaural beats topic there um, I even like what John was saying in the chat he says, try listening to shamanic drumming for 20 minutes. Um, yeah, like, that is, like, I, I want to give Sean a, a moment to just, like, talk a little bit about, like, drumming and dreaming and the correlations behind those since it's something you mentioned earlier as well. And, again, you know, like, even traditional rituals and, and how they would use the two to be able to interact um, with it on a deeper level. I was just going to say, with the binaural beats, if anybody's interested, uh, I have access to like a particular um, binaural beats that's like rooted back to something like the original stuff from like the Monroe Institute with the Hemisync. Oh yeah. And with um with the binaural beats, um, uh, some people don't they miss this part of the instruction. Um, that sorry, I think Denny just got feedback coming from yours. If you just want to mute your ends, I'm not sure if you. But what I was gonna say though, um, the uh. 
Okay, sorry, I think it's Romans. Um, okay, Kyle's about to head out. Kyle, wait one second, and, and I'll say goodbye to you officially. Um, what I was just gonna say was um, the uh, with the binaural beats, there, there's a a way to use them as a tool um, when people download them, depending on the binaural beat, depending on how it's created. But part of the idea is, is that when you engineer sound these days, you can actually engineer it within a 3D space, so to speak. And so what the binaural beats are in this particular file that I have, and if you know, send me a message on Facebook, I can send it to you. But it's like I mean, a, a ball of sound going to your head in a 3D space. So when you have good headphones on, you're listening to this, and it sounds and you like hear it like sort of going on like a circular loop and what this is actually doing is something where it's giving you a point of focus so as you're like meditating and as you're like relaxing your body and keeping your mind awake sometimes people can just use the breath sometimes people can do like other techniques to try to maintain conscious awareness as their body falls asleep binaural beats is a tool created to give your mind something to focus on as you fall asleep so yes there's a like the frequency, the the idea that like that creates like an additional frequency from the left and the right and the third one in the middle, but more so keep in mind if it, yours works this way, the opportunity to use this as a tool where you can keep your focus on like this 3D sound ball going around your head. So it's just like a consistent thing. So you're just like sitting there with your eyes closed, but as you're listening to it, you're like focusing on it. And again, you know, keeping your focus on one place is a way to keep your mind awake as your body falls asleep, which is like the beginning steps to being able to experience astral projection, so to speak, or at least just being able to enter into a dream lucidly. And I'll just say this um, just because it relates. For anybody falling asleep, I really encourage you guys to consciously put your imagination in a particular place as you fall asleep. A lot of times people just fall asleep just with like hit their head on the pillow and just like kind of shut their brain off and let whatever happens happens. But if you intentionally fall asleep with like a particular scenario in mind, it can uh, be a good way to to transition into the astral uh, space with consciousness. For example, um, one that I do for myself. Um, good night, Winnie. Is Winnie leaving? Uh, okay, Kai is leaving. Okay, so a, a couple of people are leaving. Um, Divine actually just left, so we'll say goodnight to Divine. And Kyle, um, I know I don't want us to keep you up too late, um, but I was just going to say, like, yeah, like, bring a particular thought process into your mind as you're falling asleep. An example, one that I use, is, like, imagining myself with, like, wings, like, flying off the edge and, like, really putting as much detail into that as possible. So I'm, like, imagining, like, feeling the wings, feeling the air on my skin, what we do with the journey meditations, bringing in all the textures, and then, like, flying off the cliff and imagining that as real as I can, and then using that as, like, a transition point for a dream, uh, just as an idea, but you guys can get creative with that within your own practice. Um, Kyle, just before you head out, I just want to pass it over to you. Is there anything else you want to share with the dreamers uh, before, we, uh, before we say goodbye? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of just pooped a little bit. <laughs> I'm ready for bed. Um, yeah, I'm totally. Yeah. Uh, I just sort of, we were talking, and I was listening to everybody, and it just sort of like opened up, and I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. I started seeing places. <laughs> I started seeing like cities and things. I was like, all right, I think we gotta go to sleep now. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, go to sleep consciously. Um, I like the wings idea because I like to envision myself with wings all the time. Oh, so that's really cool. Um, but yeah, now I'm going to use those techniques and I'm going to try and get in there consciously and uh, 
see if I can't pilot that around for a little while. But for everyone else, until next time, peace out, guys. All right, man. We'll uh, Catch we'll you, we'll see you at the tree, dude. We'll keep Definitely, an eye for you there. I will be going to the tree. That's actually <laughs> something I've been trying to do, like pretty frequently. Just like that tree, or like another gonna, place that we created. Yeah, I was gonna say um, just to you, Kyle, just before you head out, because it will give you something cool to think about. But um, last class and previous class, it's something we've been talking about. The dream tree is the tree that you see on the promo image. It's actually a space in the dream space that we're working on meeting up. At, as a paradigm shift group and will be like part of the clothing meditation. But Ashley, who was in the group last week, she told me the other day, she didn't tell me much of the details yet, but she told me that like she got to the tree and she like found me sitting underneath it. Like so someone's made it to the tree already, which I which, think is like Which Ashley because I um, think I was talking the, uh, about Ashley who doesn't have long blonde hair. So yeah. Ashley with shorter hair. Yeah, yeah the Ashley shorter hair girl. Yeah, yeah, because um, that's really crazy you bring that up because we were talking through the interwebs. Um, so I was like having a cruddy day and like she just reached out. So we were like chit chatting and stuff. And um, and I was and you know I told her I was like, have you been to the tree? This up there. I was like, if you want, we could go there real quick. And so like, <laughs> I tried to get that to happen, and like it did. Like we we like chilled out, and you know I don't know. What she was doing on her end, but like I sat down and meditated, got to the space, and uh, yeah, usually, mm -hmm. usually, uh, usually, like you, you are there, you'll be like chilling or something. But I think that's something that I fit in there just to add more detail as well. But um, yeah, no, I we had a little thing where like we did like a little separate time like meditation. So, I don't know. It was just kind of like no. Oh, just clear our minds real quick. So I was like, just go there. And that's kind of like where I went. I was just walking around and checking it out. Hmm. See if she would uh, be able to like reach out and be like, oh, yeah, we, you know, like have a similarity there and kind of um, synchronicity through the unspoken vibration. And there was one or two, so that was cool, you know. Cool. So you were just saying that you were just like daydreaming yourself at the tree? Um, was that what you were saying? No, like, like it was through the messenger or whatever, and I was just like, you know, go there, like, go there. And yeah. then, like, 10 or 20 minutes later, Word. I was like, oh, because she was telling the saying how she usually did um, guided meditations. And I'm very much so, like, I've always been into singular me meditations it's very recently that I've been doing the guided ones that you've been doing and stuff which is really cool but um <clears throat> no the whole thing was that um there was a technique and practice I told her just go there and hold it and just for a brief moment be there and like yeah, she said she's never done that, like a singular that. thing so I was trying to get her on that track of like you can do it without a guide it's just you know, we created that space. You know what it is. You know what it looks like in your mind. Go there. And I told her to envision mm -hmm. me because I was going to go there too because uh, if anything, that gives her a stronger point of contact, you know, so. Right, yeah. Just more detail to add mm -hmm. in. But I guess, you know, someone like of her, she might not need that much detail at first, seeming as if she's relatively 
new to the awakening kind of motion. So we were always just trying to like, right. you know, it was just like a reaching out on both ends to like sort of, I don't know, aid right. in whatever way. For sure, man. Yeah. So was, uh, support community support. Yeah, you know, I try and keep in touch with other people that I Us. um see in these little you know chat heads down there. So for any one of you guys, you know, find me on Facebook. Um, I'm on YouTube, doing paradigm shifty stuff on YouTube. Um, looking forward to making a shadow video. Uh, check out the shadow, um, the stepping through my shadow, finding my strength journey uh, quest journal that I did on the paradigm shift central. Check that out. Um, there's going to be an upcoming YouTube video. The first one's probably going to be about motivation, but the big one I want to do is about uh, shadow work and just touching more in on um, my personal sort of shadow work and, and helping others find out what uh, more about their shadow. And for anyone who's unfamiliar, sh uh, shadow is your shadow is a mental thing. It's, a, it's an unconscious complex defined by repressed and suppressed aspects of your conscious self. So it's like everything that it's just crazy, you know. Go read that. Well, Go read that thing. Check it out. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Go read it. Check it out. Um, cool. Yeah. I'll see you guys in the astral. Yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you in the astral, man. We'll see you at the tree. So thanks again, Kyle. It was awesome. All right, man. Rest up. We'll uh, we'll catch you later, dude. All right, brother. Have a good one. Peace out. Sweet. Peace out. Just on uh, just on that note, guys, I just want to um, remind you for, for those of you who are still with us in a hangout, if you guys can post your Facebook profiles or whatever like social media link that we can include for the show notes, please feel free to do that, um, and we'll see if we can get. I know a couple of the other people. I'm not sure if uh, Nikki's information we got, but we'll see. If, we'll see what we can do. But again, if you guys can just post your Facebooks in the side um, chat and I'll be able to relay those. So for people listening to this, anybody who you hear in the Hangout, you'll be able to find them through the show notes for the episode of Paradigm Shift Dream Class May 31st. Um, so like I said, it's getting close to 12. Uh, we'll wrap this up soon enough, but I know there's going to be a few more points that we do just want to hit upon. Um, and uh, yeah, there's some stuff there that Kyle mentioned that I think was really cool. Um, again, going back to the topic of the shared dream tree, which is something we're meditating and collectively trying to arrive at as uh, shared. But um, going back to, uh, I think I wanted to pass it over to John. Um, John, was there anything that you wanted to mention about like the use of shamanic drumming and uh, like interaction with higher consciousness slash dream awareness? If there's anything there you might feel you want to add, please feel free. Okay. Related to what we were talking about beats and sound and how sound can be used as a tool for traveling us through dimensions, all that good stuff. So, um, Yeah, sure. Um, so the way I meditate is um, through shamanic drumming. Um, that's uh, without a shaman, but oftentimes uh, in a more um, uh, serious ceremony, I guess you would say. Um, but anyway, so what I do is I just find a, uh, a shamanic drumming track. There's plenty on YouTube or, uh, you know, if you want to throw in a couple bucks, there's uh, MP3s that you can get. Um, 
<laughs> or if you have a you know a friend, or uh, if you know of a local shaman that can drum for 20 minutes, that's always wonderful too. But um, what I find is that if I lay down and um, I just clear my mind, you know, just like any other meditation uh, practice would tell you. Um, but you're laying down, and uh, the drum actually brings this frequency. And uh, in my experience, um, the vibrations is more of a, um, a, a vibration that goes from your head, you know, down through your toes, you know, but, but slowly. And uh, what you'll find is that you start daydreaming and the daydreaming starts to take uh, its own route. So you might picture, okay, you're in a field and you're walking towards a river. But the daydream will pick up and you'll see a squirrel run across the, the field. And then, you know, that'll lead up to a, a tree. And then inside the tree is an eagle. And then the eagle takes you on a flight. And, and that's... Uh, that's somewhat of how uh, the the drum journey goes for me. Uh, that's also a good way how you can meet your spirit guides, I find, uh, spirit animals and so on. But uh, definitely, you know, uh, a shaman is a huge, huge help, um, you know, on getting on that path for sure. Cool. Awesome, thanks, John. And uh, yeah, definitely. Again, you know, I try. That's that's a, it's, a, it's an exciting thing to be able to like try using different sounds to fall asleep for, to fall asleep to. You can sort of create your own toolbox of things that work for you within your dream practice. You know, one night try going to fall asleep to drumming. Try falling asleep to binaural beats. Try falling asleep with like just like earplugs and sort of see see these different things because depending on your added sensations or the sensations that you take away, like these are ways to, again, interact with like how you relate to the dream space, especially during that transition phase. Kind of similar to what I was talking about before, like the idea of like, you know, when you fall asleep while watching a movie and then you end up dreaming about that movie, it, it opens up an interesting idea of how we can almost pre-program our dreams by the technology that we use as tools going into it, um, just as an idea. Uh, Denny, did you want to... Um, Okay, so Muhammad is heading out. So Muhammad, thanks again for joining us, and I see you got your chat in the link. So Muhammad, was there? Did you want to try your microphone again? I, I think it can, it's um, working. Yeah, I did get it. I did get it working. Unfortunately, okay. just as I have to go. But um, okay. next, yeah, next time I'm I'm sure we'll be able to have a good chat and all that. But thanks again, guys, and you guys have a good night. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, um, any message that you you want to share, we'll, we'll you can save it for another time. But if there is anything quick you want to say right now, by all means, if you're not in a rush, but whatever works. Unfortunately, I am, man. So, so I wouldn't be able to. But um, yeah, right, like I said, time. next time, yeah, for sure. Th thanks, guys. Um, and I'll see you soon. All right. Cheers, man. All right, so um, yeah, it is getting close to the end of the class, but we um, had some interesting conversation in the chat. Uh, I just wanted to see if anybody from the conversation in the chat wanted to talk about anything of that within the recording. Um, 
particularly uh, Winnie was sharing some experiences that she had. Winnie, was there anything that you wanted to share uh, with, with the class or even just reiterate some of the stuff you were talking about in the chat or ask as a question? If you do, feel free. I've had, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, I've had several uh, astral projections. Uh, one when I was a teenager and uh, one a little more recently. Uh, the one I had when I was a teenager, I remember laying in bed and there was a cord that had connected me to my astral body and I just started floating up and I panicked and I just felt like for some reason that I would float away and I felt something pull me back and I snapped back into my body and when I woke up my cat was sitting right next to me looking me dead in the face and I thanked him and at that point I was like never let this happen to me again it was just scary and then a couple years ago I uh, had another experience when I laid down to go to sleep I shot out of my body and I was in what we would recognize as like the universe there were stars and planets just stuff everywhere and this overwhelming sense of curiosity came over me and I tried to and I could feel it it felt infinite and I I tried to follow it to see where it ended or where it began and I just snapped back into my body again and when I had spoke to my cousin about it he was really upset with me um, to the point where he couldn't even explain why he was angry at me just that was something that I should not have done I shouldn't have tried to follow out where it had began and I never I didn't understand why but he was just so upset I just I never broached the subject with him again at that point um, this is was something that he had done before in, in astral projection. So I was just wondering if anybody else had done anything like that or if they knew why you weren't supposed to try to find where the beginning or the end is with an astral projection if you're out there in the universe. I got Actually, something on that. Oh, me too, but you can go first. <laughs> Danny, go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Wendy. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that cord you saw is something that everybody has, especially when they're born into the physical life. It's called the silver cord. Uh, it's nothing to be scared of. It's just the, the, the tie to your soul, to the body. Um, it can't be severed, obviously. There is situations it can be, obviously, if you physically die, it gets severed. But on the other uh, spectrum of things, uh, it would take a pretty, you know, bad negative spirit to pull that off. But even then, you know, you're just astral projecting. You're, you're in your own dream world. You're in your own lucid state. You're in your own uh, state of clarity. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's something new to you. So, uh, you know, especially seeing it for the first time, it, it's, it can blow you away, especially since uh, I don't know where yours was attached at, but when I, whenever I look at mine, uh, when I astral project or lucid dream, it's usually at my, like at my belly button, just like uh, if I was in a mother's womb and it was an umbilical cord and it's tied, you know, to, to my soul body, to my physical body, to that and... Uh, uh, to, I don't know if you were asking if it has a, a beginning or an end. Uh, it, it, that doesn't apply to it. It just goes as far as you want to go. Then whenever you come back, it it's still there. It's just a. It's like if you get lost in the woods and you just throw a, a piece of string out to a tree or where your camp's at, and you just keep going, and that that string is infinite. So uh, that silver cord, it, it's just it's just showing you that's the tie to your your physical body through through your light self, you know, or your soul or your spirit. It wasn't the cord that I was questioning about. I've seen it the first time. The second time, I didn't see a cord. The second time, it, 
when I was astral projecting out into what I just assumed was the universe, I tried to follow the universe back because I could feel it all around me, how huge and big and infinite it was. I tried to follow to find where the beginning of the universe was. And that's what he was upset about, that I had literally, my curiosity was so great that I tried to see if I could project myself as far as it went. And that's what he was upset about. I didn't even see a cord the second time. I wasn't paying attention that closely to myself. I was more focused outward than I was the very first time that I'd ever done something like that. I was wondering why I couldn't try to follow farther out than what I already was. Not that mm. that the second time didn't have anything to do with the cord. And um, I'll, just a quick response to that, and I know Jennifer wanted to add in something as well. Um, something that we've actually talked about in the dream class before is that, you know, in addition to the infinite, like, capacities of, of our will and our imagination within our dreams, sometimes there is almost another aspect of, of, like, guardians and thresholds within dreams that literally will prevent us from going beyond certain things. So it almost seems as if, you know, you can think of it as, like, a, a third party or a higher degree of intelligence, but it will actually, you know, almost like taking care of a small child. It'll, 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 like, turn us around when we try to go too far. So, I mean, even regardless of how far we might feel we can go, there, like, there, there may be uh, just the idea that we'll never actually be able to go, like, all the way. Um, we'll still only be seeing, like, a fraction, but we'll definitely be able to get, you know, a a shift of the paradigm in some way or another based on what we previously were capable of experiencing and seeing. But but yeah, like to, it's just interesting to keep in mind that like there's other intelligences, if you want to think about it this way, that are that are sort of guiding us through our dreams and showing us certain things at certain times and turning us around at, at certain times as well. Just as just as an idea, but if it resonates with you, um, either way. Um, I was just gonna say, Jennifer, did you want to share a point? And then Denny, did you want to also share a point? Um, I think you pretty much expressed what I wanted to say, except um, that, yeah, I would call them guardians, gatekeepers, um, police, astral police, Dream but place. I've also <laughs> been guided back. I've been guided back um, from trying to, you know, reach the end of the universe, um, and with by gigantic hands sometimes, just energy sometimes, it's like, oop, I'm back, you know, so... I've had that experience. Well, that's interesting. Denny, yeah. did you, go ahead. Yep. Yeah, to add on to it, uh, I was going to say, uh, it, to have those you know, roadblocks or those guides kind of just turn you around like a, you know, with a small child or a baby uh, is definitely necessary. But also uh, having that, that big part of mystery of life is kind of fun, you know? And if we were always able to just astral project or meditate or get into a trance state or, you know, take a psychedelic and, you know, figure out all these answers whenever we wanted to, like, where's the fun, you know, where's the, where's the mystery, where's the, you know, the romance and finding out uh, about yourself and, and the world around you and the others that uh, inhabit it with you, so uh, it's definitely important to, uh, you know, encounter those or, um, not even encounter those, but to, to respect them when you do encounter, don't feel discouraged or angry that, you know, you feel that the universe is holding you back from, you know, knowing certain things. Uh, maybe it's holding you back for a very good reason, and when you do finally discover it, you're going to appreciate it that much more. So, uh, yeah, um, that's all I really had to say on that. Cool. Thanks, Danny. 
yeah, yeah. It, there's again, there's you know that topic branches us off into some very exciting ideas about the dream space. But yeah, like if, for me, it just goes back to the idea of really being patient with the dream space and being patient with ourselves, um, understanding that yeah, like whether we're not remembering our dreams or you know we feel like we're we're not like reaching the full capacity of them, uh, it's important to just be able to like learn from like the patience that we get out of that experience like it, it's okay to be excited but don't get upset about your dreams if you feel that you're like not getting what you want out of them um, because projecting love to your dreams I think is a quick way for them to begin to give you uh, more of what you're looking for kind of in the same way you would heal something you know when you put that love towards um, what it is that you're trying to heal you can put the love towards your dreams to help them create um, Okay, so uh, Jennifer, you, you, I know you're mentioning you're heading out and we're getting close to wrapping this up here, but d if you just wanted to say goodnight to everyone or anything else you wanted to share, please, by all means. It's really nice to, um, to have followed the Thomas Paisel trail into this chat and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, synchronistically, um, it's, a, it's an honor to speak to other dreamers because um, I know we are not the majority in society, but um, I, what you're doing with your dream consciousness is is really important to me, and I feel like to everybody. Um, thank you for for being a dream pioneer and um, doing it despite um, despite where we really do stand in this world as it is, and um, keep keep at it. Awesome. Thanks. Cool. Thank well, you, Brendan, for holding the space. Thanks um, again for the chat. Awesome. Yeah. Look forward to uh, look forward to the next one. Next one will be in two weeks from from today. So yeah, make it. We'll see you then. I would I would love to keep in touch and um, everybody's so interesting. It was great talking. Cool. Awesome. Bye. All right. Thanks again. And uh, bye -bye. see see you in the astral. So. See you. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, it's getting close to the end, and uh, personally, I'm tired. Um, we can still finish just with like a simple meditation, um, though I'm not entirely feeling like fully getting into anything too too deep uh, at, at this moment. But maybe that I was thinking about. I was I was actually thinking about this idea, and I'll just if you guys have any feedback on it. But actually, doing like uh, I mean, you guys know how I do my journey guided meditations, but actually making a guided meditation that would be something designed for listening to as you're falling asleep. So it would actually like help guide you into lucidity as you're falling asleep. So it'd be like a guided meditation with like, you know, the senses and everything. And I think it would yeah, I just sort of feel called to do that. So I guess stay tuned and uh, you guys can let me know if that's uh, something you'd like to actually see get manifested and then can happen sooner rather than later. So cool, cool. Um, okay, so uh, just a checklist of things. I, I still had a couple of stories that I wanted to share, just examples of crazy, amazing things that can happen in the dream space from one of my friends. And um, just opening it up again, does, does anybody else have anything that they want to share as we get closer to the end of the broadcast? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm about to get going here soon, too. Uh, okay. I just want to say uh, thanks to everybody that joined uh, and co-creating this uh, little event and experience. Uh, I'm a firm believer that every being, every experience, and everything that everybody, you know, goes through has its own, you know, specific, you know, kind of like fractal or mandala to it. And uh, I think we made a really beautiful one tonight. So it was uh, nice getting everybody together and getting to talk about these things. So, so thank you again.
for always being you. Continue to do so. You guys have a great evening. I got to cut out. So. Cool. All right. Thanks again, Denny. It's uh, good to be able to connect with you on here. Yeah, finally. Uh, after, sure. like, maybe since uh, 2011, I saw your website, so. Give or take, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's a meeting in the, uh, you know, that took a couple years, but it was nice <laughs> to see you guys, and nice to meet you as well. Cool. All right, man. We'll definitely uh, we'll talk to you later. And and again, you know, just before you head out, and for anybody who heads out, and I'll mention this again, but meet at the keep keep just the idea, keep the idea in mind in the dream space to try and meet at that tree in the field, and that's the one that you see in the picture, and you can imagine the paradigm shift sigil floating over top of it as well. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see you in the dream space, Denny. So yeah, everybody. All right, later. Dude. Okay, so um, and now there's only. Five of us at this point. Um, just a uh, cat. Was there anything that you wanted to share? Just know you got your microphone open, or go ahead. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Uh, okay. Good. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed listening and uh, soaking up all the experiences. Uh, one thing that I found really fascinating was uh, the idea of putting like drumming into the dream experience or, or going to sleep listening to drumming. It's usually something that's obviously considered uh, a more loud uh, type of instrument, but my only experience with drumming doesn't actually trickle into the dream uh, realm necessarily, but it does uh, apply to participating and helping facilitate people with uh, doing vision quests. Um, so I did a brief trip uh, in North Carolina and I was on a Native American um, land, and we did vision quests, and I only did one, but there was um, a lot of people who participated, and in order for us to start the the vision quest, we had like a couple uh, rules and things to and guidelines to follow uh, prior towards going into it. Mainly, you know, diet, meditation, avoiding any sort of stimulating activities. But one thing that was really integral about it was um, listening to drumming, live drumming from the shaman that was there. Um, uh, and also how drumming was paired with like vigorous dancing, um, but yeah, so it doesn't really tie into the dream necessarily. But I think it's it's really interesting that it could possibly tie into dream because during the vision quest you're not really supposed to be sleeping. But I imagine since you're entering into these altered states, the drumming probably has like a profound effect on how you're perceiving your surroundings when you're out there in the middle of nowhere in the forest, and um, and it allows you to. Uh, going to take in information to be a sponge for uh, new data, so to speak. Uh, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, it reminded no, me... That's, uh, uh, go, go ahead, Ron. Oh, that's, um, ahead. talking about the shamanic drumming earlier. I've never looked at mm -hmm. anything like that, but I definitely will uh, try something okay. like that tonight with the whole tree thing and all that. It sounds... I'll, I'll see what I can do about that. And it also reminded me that um, some of the relatives on my dad's side listen to Native American flute music. And that, I, I've heard it before, and it, it is really, really soothing. I wonder if you guys can try it. I forget. I, uh, I don't remember what the instrument's called, but I think if you just were to Google Native American flute music, you could probably find the most popular thing. Cool. But yeah, the, the, like this flute, maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. 
But yeah, yeah just this uh, hangout tonight, really. I, I now want to do and try new things now. Cool. Well, that's good to hear. Um, I do want to, yeah, and thanks again, Roman and everyone for being here. Um, I do want to give some simple practical tips before we wrap this up for those who may be brand new to this. Um, but John, go ahead. You just had something you want to jump in there with. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, look up Power Medicine on uh, YouTube. It's about an hour-long um, uh, native flute. One thing to also note about the native flute is that uh, it's on a, a planetonic scale, and so there's really no like lessons. You just grab it and start playing. And uh, when I was uh, told to play, I was literally just given the flute and they said pray. And then so while you're while you're playing, you're praying. And uh, you know, then that's just the instrument. There's really no lessons, which is, you know, very interesting about the, the native instruments, you know, the drum, the flute and the rattle. You don't need any lessons for any of that. You just play what's in your heart. Yeah, it's just it's just feeling I like to do that with almost any approach to either, you know, any instrument or tool, whether it be a guitar or a sword or uh, nunchucks to a flute. Like, I, I do martial arts training, and I think that's probably the biggest thing. Uh, the biggest common thing that's perpetuated between the things is um, I like Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do, which was basically that. You didn't uh, structure any form or lessons. It kind of just flowed out of you. The, the perfect sense of what you were supposed to do and how it's supposed to feel it came from your heart and not so much an emotional way as it is like a heart smart kind of way if you want to adequate it like that but I do that uh, I have a guitar and I have no idea how to play it but <laughs> I get on it and I'll just play something and I'm like wow that I could fall asleep to that kind of thing you know I like playing yeah. more uh, soothish type music but yeah the same thing too with uh, tools any kind of instrument yeah you yeah. use it as an extension of yourself Exactly. Yeah, just yeah, like a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> the vo One thing voice about... too is really as well to use in that regard. Like you can just, you don't even have to sing anything with words necessarily, but just making different sounds and different octaves, and even just like, I was doing a recent bioenergetic exercise where you're you're just jumping and like planting your feet on the ground. You're literally like exhaling and grunting in a way. Like it's very primal, and it gets you into this state of like pure relaxation and, and uh, you release a lot of holding patterns which is really interesting and then thus provides a lot of uh, beneficial it, it gives you a good uh, intro to be able to reach a more balanced dream state and meditation yeah. practice hey, you said it was real primal it's like you don't want to do that in a group of people you want to do that by yourself <laughs> you could because do it in a group yeah you'd be surprised <laughs> grunting and I mean, jumping when everybody's in that <laughs> altered state of mind yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on, like, what you're trying to get at. If you are doing it with a group of people, it's all about learning about what you have to let go of, in that sense. If there's a lot of thoughts about, you know, people judging you or uh, perceiving you as being silly, or, yeah, it's, it's it's more of a learning process about your own reflection. But, yeah, sorry, yeah. you were saying something, John. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, uh, it's... Uh, You'd be surprised what you uh, what happens in a uh, group when everybody's in that you know that altered state of mind. But also um, a big thing about um, shamanism is defeating your ego, you know, putting your ego in check, um, and so you know allowing your 
you know, animal to come through and to start dancing like an animal is totally, you know, a mm -hmm. step towards putting your ego in check, you know, and I definitely, yeah. uh, I commend that. And yeah, totally. um, at this one ceremony that I was at when we were practicing this was, uh, it was your spirit guide allowing your animal spirit guide to come through and to dance through you. And, um, and so the shaman was leading us in that. And yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I was, it was very, uh, very freeing. Mm -hmm. I did something similar like that um, three summers ago. Uh, we had a ceremony um, in this teepee, and we did a meditation and an ecstatic dance type of thing um, where there was drums and um, shamanic instruments and music being played, and, and the, the person who was facilitating was playing a couple of instruments as well and chanting. And originally, initially, they, they got us to actually put like blindfolds on because I think people were a little bit uptight at first about really letting loose and letting go, but it also gets you to really focus in on your body, not so much about the outside world and misperceived judgments and stuff like that. And so we went through different animals. It was kind of, it actually kind of reminded me of like cycling through different uh, aspects of like kung fu and going like through the bird and the tiger and um, stuff like that. But then eventually got to the place where we focused in on what we felt. Uh, was the animal that we truly embodied. And it could have been multiple animals. It didn't have to be like just one animal. It could have been like a you know, whole host of different animals. And yeah, it was it was like that. It was really powerful. It was, it was really cool. And I really enjoyed it. And a lot of people seemed to like, you could tell how different everyone's energy was before and after. There was like this huge catharsis that happened. It was really amazing to witness. The uniqueness. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Someone was mentioning earlier about, um, actually, I think it was John, but you were mentioning earlier about, like, doing mantras and, and just, like, understanding how that is a very valuable tool and even just what Kat was saying, you know, like, doing, like, humming and everything. Like, there are specific mantra practices that are, like, meant to be able to help, like, activate the subtle bodies as we're falling asleep. Um, that's something I'll do some more research on between this class and the next class because it is a more on the books that I was reading, but um, John, did, was there, did you know, was it, you mentioned something about like a specific mantra type stuff? Or? I think it was Kyle who was talking about mantras. Yeah, that wasn't me. I, uh, okay. yeah, I mostly focused on uh, American Native uh, meditation. Shamanism. Kyle earlier in the chat mentioned mantras. Yeah, so again, you know, the mantras are your like your ohms and your ahs and your ras and and so, I mean, that's something, again, you know, if people are, are doing that as they're falling asleep, try doing soft mantras as you're falling asleep. It may sound funny. It may sound like, you know, it's a little silly and stuff, but it literally, like, it, it's, again, it's, 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 it's a part of this technology. It's like when you send that, like, subtle vibration through your body, it's like activating it um, at a different level. And, and imagine if that was all it took. Imagine if just, like, oh, like, the key to being able to, to activate state, making silly noises before going to bed. And, like, maybe maybe for some people that actually could be, like, a missing link within their practice. So, again, it's just something that, you know, I invite you to do. But uh, it, just, like, meditating before going to bed, um, to, to meditate with the intention of, like, uh, bringing your mind to a wakefulness and then, like, slowly transitioning into bed opposed to just going right to bed and then your mind's, like, ready to pass out or whatever. But you can sort of 
practice and, and train your mind to awaken before you fall asleep if that's something that you're trying to do. Um, so let's just get close to wrapping this up. Is there any um, other practical tips that you guys might want to share with the people listening to this uh, before we get close to the end here? Any practical tips that you guys might want to share? Um, yeah, John, I just had ahead. one quick little comment. Is um, with um, journeying, uh, shamanic journeying, uh, spirit meets you halfway. So you you uh, you know you have to calm your mind, but it's not like it's a free ride. You actually have to vision that field or vision that boat. It doesn't really matter what the vision is, but you got to visualize going somewhere and then allow what appears in front of you, just follow it. So that's all. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, that works for the dream space and for outside the, you know, the bigger dream space, like the universe meeting you halfway, you know, when it comes to our intentions and everything. I think that's a really key thing. So, like, that will happen within this life. Those will happen in the dream space. The universe will put something in front of you, and you sort of have to perhaps be conscious enough to recognize like sometimes the universe will literally do that. We'll be putting an opportunity in front of us, but if we're like maybe distracted, which is part of our lesson, perhaps we may miss that opportunity. But it may come around again. So you know, just um, yeah, through it, through bringing more consciousness into our dream space, it allows us to be able to recognize those moments when the universe is like really putting something there for us to see and inviting us to meet it halfway. Um, at least that's one way to sort of interpret. Uh, that aspect of it. So, cool. John, was there anything? Is there anything else, or we'll just keep answering? No, that's all from me. <laughs> cool, cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. And all uh, right. John, did you post your link in the? If you can post your Facebook link in the side chat, if you haven't done that yet, please feel free. Um, and Cat uh, or or Roman, did you guys want to share any practical tips before we wrap things up? Practical tips. Uh... The, this isn't exactly my field of expertise, but I think I've basically said all I uh, wanted to get out there, you know. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, Kat, was there anything that you wanted to add in realms of practical tips, even basic stuff that we haven't covered yet? Just check your mic right now. If you're... <clears throat> Just, um... Can you hear me? Yep. Go ahead. Okay, so it was. Okay. Um, I'm not too sure if anyone already mentioned this prior towards me joining, but just doing reality checks, getting into the habit of doing reality checks um, within your everyday waking life. Um, an important question to ask is if I was in the dream right now, what would I be doing? Or what am I currently doing? Um, and just getting back to your senses, like getting in the habit of. Um, doing active meditations where you're asking yourself questions, um, you know, closing your eyes and labeling uh, what you smell. Like three to five things you can smell. Three to five things you can see with your eyes open. Three to five things you can hear. Because you can hear and see a lot more than what we are really able to know more than what's, what's in front of us. Like the other day I was in a restaurant and I was doing this. Um, I was closing my eyes and trying to hear as many things as possible. Um, all together and so that's a good training for the dream because you're able to like really pinpoint where you are and of course um, that could easily bend within the dreamscape everyone knows that, like, that could easily just morph and change within like a drop of a hat but 
uh, yeah, just getting back to asking yourself a lot of questions and reminding yourself about where you are in your current environment. That's about it. Cool. Yeah, no, those are good ones. Definitely um, just bringing more awareness into whatever your environment is in any moment. Um, mm -hmm. A couple of practical tip extensions, I'll just add on to that. Yeah, so like reality checks, it hasn't been something that we've fully gotten into within our dream classes just yet. Um, it will be something we'll mm -hmm. definitely get more into, and it's something that like I'm trying to bring into my personal practice more of as well because I recognize it as being sort of like that missing element within my practice. Like I don't feel that I do them enough, which just means I have the opportunity to like get better at doing them. Um, reality checks can can be things like even looking up at the ceiling when you walk into a room. So every time you like walk through a door, look up at the ceiling because this the reason for this is that oftentimes in a dream, the ceilings won't actually be there within our dream space. So I mean, dreams kind of do that sometimes where they'll like only render sort of in a video game term, like what, what what we need, meaning that if there's like something around a corner, it like won't render it, and if, it, if you're not planning on looking up, it won't render a ceiling, so to speak. So mm -hmm. like look up every time you walk in through a door in your waking state, and then again, you know, that increases the possibility of you doing that within your dream space, which is the whole purpose of reality checks. The whole purpose is to just like literally just like ask like am I dreaming am I dreaming or you know doing like am I floating is my finger stretching it's it's mm -hmm. it's doing those but it's really about programming your mind into creating the habits of these actions so that we accidentally or intentionally do them within our dream space so I mean other simple ways to do reality checks can be things like having a totem um, so I mean you can keep a totem with you in your in like your pocket and then like every time you touch that during the day you just ask yourself like am I dreaming or maybe use it to bring awareness to your surroundings and then there is a possibility that that totem might show up within your dream space and then you see it in the dream space you touch it it brings your conscious attention to the idea of just like checking your surroundings um, as one thing another yeah, thing yeah, um, another another thing can be like checking if you can fly. So again, you know, you jump within the dream space. Again, you know, like say once an hour or like at, you know a couple times a day or something. You can create your own schedule, but you, the trick is you really got to be consistent with it. So, so if setting alarms works. That's definitely going to work. And when again, you know, I've said this in the past, but when you're dreaming, you're not when you're doing the one of trying to jump and fly within this space, you're not just trying to like jump and see if you'll fall down. You're trying to like, like practice the mental exercise in that moment of like letting go of your belief of gravity. So it's not just jump up and fly, it's just like for one second, it's just like believe gravity doesn't exist. And then within the dream space, if you can really do that while also like allowing yourself to fly, like that will more likely than not like give you that experience opposed to just trying to jump off and fly because you may accidentally bring in the element of gravity um, within your like preconceived notion of what what reality you think you're actually in. Because um, that will usually happen within dreams. We'll like do a reality check within dreams and it will do what happens within this reality because like we're asking the question a little bit wrong or, or we're holding on to ideas a little bit wrong and then we'll literally do a reality check in our dream and it won't work and we'll like and we'll still be in the dream and we won't realize we're in the dream um, other things that you can do would be again you know like flipping on light switches trying to read things if you see any text within a dream try getting up close to it because you're not going to be able to read it in the same way and that can be a trigger looking uh, at a clock is a big one too yeah again same idea like clocks so within the spirit realm, clocks, written things, they seem to be, you know, sort of like, like just like mixed up and stuff. It's kind of like a, a weird thing. It doesn't render properly, but it's enough to trigger our attention. So um, you can do that. Um, 
yeah, I mean, again, we'll get more into the uh, individual uh, aspects of Dream Recall uh, as we sort of go do it. And, you know, another one could just be, like, having an elastic band on your wrist and, like, snap every time you snap that, it just, like, use it as a way to check whether or not you're dreaming. And, and again, it is about asking questions and it's about bringing conscious awareness into your environment. So other practical tips, writing down your dreams develops your dream memory. So, I mean, that is, like, a huge thing. And, again, if you can't just remember all your dreams, just write down a few simple words or write down how it makes you feel. You develop a habit of this. This is very important, and obviously you can use it to sort of, like, look at the language of your dreams, but that usually comes a little bit further within the practice. But writing down your dreams is super important, and part of the aspect of that is, like, knowing not to get up really fast when you are waking up in the morning. So stay next to your bed, have your notebook handy or a digital recording device. Don't get up out of bed really fast because that's going to, like, disconnect you from your connection to the dream recall, uh, to the dream cloud, if you want to think about it that way. Um, so other things would be like practicing meditation, practicing mindfulness. Practicing meditation allows you to get into the idea of being able to focus on one thing at one time, and that can be very handy within the dream space when things develop and you start to get more lucid, and also just for developing the practice of um, like maintaining lucidity or achieving lucidity going into the dream space by meditating as you fall asleep, which is again the process of uh, astral projection or waking-induced lucid dreaming. Um, other practical tips, again, you know, be mindful of if you're smoking cannabis, that has a big effect on a lot of people's dream recall. If you're noticing that you're not getting the same recall and you're smoking cannabis, try cutting it out for a few days, see what difference you notice. Another uh, core example is the sexual energy. Sexual energy, as you get into the more um, later stages and the more advanced stages of, of like, intention, like, lucid dream, like, astral projection and everything, like, going through that, that visceral... Um, state of like maintaining awareness and traveling out of the body. Uh, this is something we'll talk about more in future episodes when we've talked about it in the past, but definitely just cultivating sexual energy for both males and females does have a correlation to the dream space. So if that's something you can bring into your habit, definitely do it. And by day 21, um, you'll like that's what a lot of people sort of refer to as like a big chance, uh, a big opportunity when things like really begin to activate. And of course, it's not just for dreaming. Developing and cultivating your sexual energy correlates to all of your everyday actions, including your enthusiasm and your confidence and just, like, your willpower. So it's a fuel for, like, everything. And so it makes sense that it's, like, part of your dream space as well. And then the other thing would just be diet. Pay attention. Don't eat large meals before going to bed. Keep it light. Keep it simple. And also the process of, like, setting an alarm and waking up at, like, 5 a.m., doing some stretches, doing some yoga, and then going back to sleep from, like, 5.20 or 5.30 until 7 a.m. If that works with your schedule or whatever works. But having that, like, break in the middle of the night can be a way to... Um, help move into that dream space a little bit more lucidly, potentially. Um, and uh, there are obviously more practical tips, but those are sort of the basic ones that we um, have mentioned and usually try to mention a few times. Does anybody else have any that they um, perhaps feel were missed or would like to add? Okay. Um, sorry? Oh, you just froze for a second. A yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, again, so does anybody else have any practical tips they might want to add towards lucid dreaming practice or anything? Uh, I think I think we basically covered all the bases. Thing. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Another thing I would just recommend is, again, practicing using your imagination during the day. You know, like, imagine, mm -hmm. you know, we'll do, the, we'll do the concept of the dream tree. You can 
pick that as like something to focus on or just practice daydreaming during the day. And again, that can come in handy when you're falling asleep and imagine yourself in a scenario very viscerally. Same way we do with our guided meditations. Imagine what the dirt feels underneath your feet. Imagine what it feels like to be like sliding down like a cosmic water slide or something. Make those, bring that imagination into like a new layer and, and into like a new element of detail. And that will allow you to sort of like carry some of that imagination potential within the dream space and again you know like when you get lucid you'll get those opportunities to ask like what do I want to do and that's where imagination can come in handy because it'll be like oh you know like I want to create like a pyramid and you can like lift a pyramid up out of the ground you know again when you're lucid you realize thoughts create and you have that opportunity to like be like master creator of your dreams to uh, a, a very infinite degree yet also it's teaching you again that your thoughts create within this reality so again you know going back to the theme of becoming a better dreamer within this dream is a big part of the goal. Um, so just kind of moving through here pretty quickly, I know, but I'm just gonna share um, one of the dreams that. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna share one of the dreams that that my friend uh, shared with me, just as an example of like something really exciting that could potentially happen within your dream space too. And then um, I just gotta go over a couple notes and then. Uh, I'd like to still just finish with a closing meditation again, regardless of whether or not I'm tired now. People are still going to be listening to this in the future, and I would like to put the intention and the focus towards imagining the uh, dream tree detail, so to speak. So here's the quick story from, uh, again, this is our friend Lacey, and she's just, like, very um, gifted uh, in terms of being able to naturally, like, remember her dreams as well as, like, detail of which her dreams take place. Um, Sorry, Kat, I'm just going to put yours on mute. Okay, so this is what she wrote, and I think this is from, like, a while ago or something. She says... <clears throat> sorry, one sec. Perfect. She says, I'm with two old friends walking, sharing, and conversation. I can see a massive Metatron's cube in the distance. We casually walk towards it. So, again, you know, Metatron's cube, uh, look it up on Google if you haven't yet, but... Um, yeah, like sort of 3D star tetrahedron or 2D star tetrahedron, very esoteric symbol that relates to higher conscious ideas and sacred geometry. The closer we get to the cube, I can now see its intricate outer shell. It's, it is luminescent. It almost looks like an opal fossil, but it has dark greens, blacks, and rainbows. It looks like it's dripping wet, like a rock pulled from the water. So even if I, even as I'm explaining this, imagine you're like seeing this from inside the dream. You know, imagine sort of the dream logic behind some of this and try and just imagine the details as a practice right now. I put my hand on it and place my head against it. There is a low hum and I feel completely in sync. I look over and there is a little section of the cube that has opened up, big enough for us to crawl inside. We walk towards the narrow corridor. I can see a red light shining from within. I get one of my friends to help me and I crawl inside the cube. It's empty, just an open space. My two friends enter the cube as well and that's when things begin to change. The little hatch door shuts and red lights appear on the walls of the cube. We all sit down and continue our conversation like this is just a normal day for us. I hear a loud popping smack sound and suddenly we are levitating floating towards the ceiling of the cube. I lay back and enjoy the weightlessness as wild lights take over my vision. 
we all begin to play and do barrel rolls and my friends and one of my friends grabs me and throws me into a somersault pure joy and silliness ensues the cube has seemed to grow since we entered it the walls begin to get thin and I can see the earth we are hurtling towards it flying over vast countries and beautiful jungles I can see an autumn landscape unfold as the ship begin to begins to slow down. Boom! We all land on the ground outside of the ship, and the ship is gone within the blink of an eye. When we hit the ground, it's a it's a it's with a fit of laughter and much amusement for some reason. Haha! <laughs> I feel lifted. I feel I lift myself up off the ground to see what we had landed to see that we had landed in a sacred place thousands of wolves covering the rolling hills the energy is unreal overwhelmed with love such an incredible sight and so that's that's what she sent there and I don't even think that's the end of the dream that's just a part of it so um, so again you know like her detail within that dream basically like recap her and her friends in this dream found a uh, a giant Metatron's cube, aka like a UFO, and again, you know, you look into things like Merkabas, gets into the idea of like the star tetrahedron being this divine technology that's around our energy field and allows us to travel through dimensions. And the idea is, is that to, you know we can talk about this later, but like this is um, something that can also be like summoned as like a vehicle that, in this case, more than one person was capable of uh, riding in. So you know, I'm sure she's like sort of like had ideas about Metatron's cube and stuff, but for Metatron's cube to appear in someone's dream as a spaceship that they're flying, uh, I don't, based on my things, like that connects with dots. That, that, that to me, for my opinion, isn't just stand-up. Like that's actually pointing to real aspects of this multidimensional reality, one in which there are entities that commonly in things that we recognize as Metatron's Trans cubes or Merkabas and use that to fly and travel through a dimensional space. Um, so again, like her dream to me, me is like evidence. Again, something documented to say, like, look, like someone experienced this within a dream. This is this is something that happened. So I mean, you know, like the dream space, this space, it's all real. And what makes it real is, as I said before, is the fact that we can gain an experience from it. So if we can gain an experience from it, then that to me is like what what makes incredible value to why why we should be paying attention to the dream space and ask ourselves you know like what experiences uh, are there for us still in the future and uh, which ones can we bring more of our attention to so that we can learn and grow and evolve ourselves and be here you know be be present and and uh, yeah become a better cosmic conscious citizen not just for ourselves but for everyone as well so um yeah, thanks again to Lacey for sharing that. She does have some other stories, so tune in uh, again next week and, and we'll be able to share those or perhaps she'll be able to tune in and share them herself as well. Um, herself as well. And um, one thing that I was going to say, guys, uh, did, or let me just open it up. Did you guys have any... Did you Were you guys like imagining that story as I was saying it? Did you guys have any thoughts on that story? Like I was kind of trying to read it kind of like a storybook kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. Were you guys able I, to imagine it? As soon as you read the story, I was like, all right. <laughs> Let's, it just started formulating <laughs> story without command, you know? Because as a Metatron's cube writing, I, am I supposed to imagine that as, like, the 2D flat thing kind of just stretched out in, uh, what's it called? Uh, 
no, not poly. In this case, it was definitely like a, a three-dimensional shade. Yeah, yeah, like that. But wireframe, that's what I mean. That's 3D wireframe shape, or just mm, yeah. the shape of the star the decahedron itself. The the sacred geometry of creation, you know, the seed of life, the flower of life, the tree of life, and it, you know. And yeah. the fact that uh, the connecting the dots you, you mentioned too, I was like, yeah, someone doesn't just dream of that and have it not be relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so again, you know, like it, it, it's just for somebody, maybe they'll come lucid and maybe they'll be able to like summon their own UFO Merkaba sort of thing. So you know, I invite people to keep that idea in mind, but also, you know, you could theoretically like activate it around yourself. Um, we'll talk more about the Merkaba in the future because, I mean, it's still something I'm learning about. But again, it seems to be uh, a dot worth paying attention to within within this realm, definitely. Um, yeah. Does any... Okay. So, uh, again, we're getting close to the end here. Does anybody else have any thoughts or comments on anything, really, that they might feel they want to add? Because I know we're all getting close to... We're slowly just, like, falling asleep, which is good. Well, I'm fine. Um, I don't know about you guys. I don't know where anyone else lives, but uh, it's only... It's almost 10 here. Um, Oh, well. I feel like I want to say something, but I don't have anything to say. Yeah. All right. No, no pressure. So that's all right. Um, well, it's okay because I mean we're we're getting close to the end and, and we have talked a lot um, so far this episode. Um, and there wasn't. <laughs> I'm just uh, reading the chat. Uh, Safira in the chat. She said she fell asleep listening to us. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Um, cool guys. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's get ready to wrap up this medita- this with a meditation. Um, before we do that, I'm just going to cover some basics, and this are just uh, reminding you guys of upcoming events that we got coming, that we got happening within the Paradigm Shift community. So the next one will be the the Paradigm Shift team building broadcast, which will be on the Thursday, which will be on June 2nd. So literally just you know not too far away from here. And then after that, there won't be a dream class on the next Tuesday, but the class after on the on the Thursday after the second, so on June 9th, will be the Paradigm Shift Destiny class, and that will be on the topic of health and fitness. So that will be, uh, you know, like a very grounding topic, very practical, and uh, we'll get into, you know, like diets and tips and exercises and Jedi training and and what get works and what that, doesn't work. So yeah, so that'll be something um, I'm looking forward to. Just again, you know, because this is a journey of body, spirit, and mind, and definitely encouraging all of us to 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 do what we can to bring the the mindfulness of of health and fitness into our journey so stay tuned for that and um, definitely uh, if you haven't yet go back and check out other things on the website there's a lot of stuff going on there and reminding you guys that you can create your own quest journals to use those as a place to document your dreams you can use those to create dream logs so you know if you have a cool dream you can create it into a written log or I definitely encourage you to make it into a video log as well and add those to the website just by signing up and creating your account if you haven't yet and um, other things in relation to the website, of course, is the team crowdfunding. And uh, at this point, we're entering a new month, but definitely uh, new donations at the top of the month are always welcome, and that's through patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton. 
and that's what helps makes these broadcasts possible as well as lots more aspects that branch from the Paradigm Shift Central project including all sorts of awesome conscious media. I got some more videos that I'm working on that I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys um, particularly conscious movie reviews about X-Men Apocalypse and Alice in Wonderland both of which relate to concepts of uh, lucidity and lucid dreaming and dream exploration in the wonderland uh, in the spirit world from my perspective so uh, definitely if you guys want to sign up for the team crowdfunding if you're a fan of the show if you've been listening it for you know a month if you've been listening to it for five years and you're in sync with the, with the vision that we are creating here and the idea of creating a sacred space then know that your support makes this possible and signing up for three dollars a month is a great way to be able to do that so the idea is is that through individual micro donations nothing is lost but everything is gained and the great news is is that in exchange for signing up for as little as three dollars a month you also get the shifter booster kit which comes with as many shift buttons as you ask for and that's what I'm wearing here and again those are tools for being able to plant seeds and shift consciousness and build community where we are and link people back to the website so some shift buttons give them to strangers and that will invite them to the future broadcasts and and much more that we have happening here through the website through the website on the buttons so yeah thank you again to all the supporters and we are close we're getting close to a milestone of 500 um, there's some uh, recent re adjustments in the numbers but we're working towards that and then the next one will be the milestone of 600 by the end of June and uh, again just huge appreciation for you guys for for being able to help co-create this dream together. This project has been, you know, something that we've been working on for many years now. It's exciting to see it at the point where it is and to see the uh, future that it's moving towards. So much love and appreciation to everybody. And again, that's at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton or go to paradigmshessential.com forward slash donate. So cool. And um, the only other thing is, uh, I'll mention this again during the next broadcast, but for those who might not tune in, the uh, Open Your Heart shirts are only available until next Monday, which is June 7th, and uh, after that we're switching over into a new shirt design. So for anybody who's looking for the Open Your Heart shirts, the same way that how the buttons work, they're meant for evoking synchronicity and they have the flower of life on them and it says Open Your Heart, a great tool to be able to help plant seeds and shift consciousness where you are and also another way to help support the team crowdfunding and we're trying to reach our goal of 16 before June 7th. So you'll uh, see some more posts about that, but feel free to get your orders for those at teespring.com forward slash open your heart and uh, again you can find them through the main, main website on any of the main links just on the side you can scroll down and see them under the paradigm shift shirts so yeah that's the uh, basics of uh, the things involved with keeping keeping this rocket shooting into the stars keeping this ship afloat and uh, again thank you so much everyone for, for being a part of it um, so I'm just gonna suggest that we go into a, a simple closing meditation where we um, visualize the tree. So again, you know, for those of you who may be new to this class, what we've literally been doing for the last two meta dream classes, we take a moment here to take a, to, to put intention and visualization towards this dream tree that we're imagining. So within this episode graphics on the main website, you'll see this common graphic of this person standing on sort of this checkerboard looking through these two pillars kind of like a gate and off in the distance is a field with a tree. And then over top of it is the paradigm shift sigil that is like also like a portal. So as we were talking 
promote somebody out there, and that's like why we're doing it. Is we're 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 doing it as like an experiment, but also an objective, to to have like a common place that through the idea of more of us putting our collective intentions and thoughts towards it, actually begins to manifest it. And then that's the idea is that more of us it, it gives us an objective. When more of us become lucid, we can say like, hey, like can you can you meet me, like let's meet at the tree kind of thing. So I'm just gonna post a link into the live chat. Um, as well, and I'll post a link for you too, John, as well, so you guys can see that there. And again, you know, it's just through the through the main website underneath any of the paradigm shifting classes for May 31st specifically. So um, yeah, so again, you know, just keep that in mind. That's the thing that that you can do. You can think about it as you fall asleep. You can think about it during the day. Anytime you think about it, you're like adding a little bit of juice, cosmic juice to it, like substance, energy, and that actually begins to like solidify more and makes it more accessible for, for us as a collective, for us as a team. So again, you know, it's an experiment, but it's an interesting idea, and it's one that can be achieved, which makes it, from my opinion, something worth doing. And then in the same way we meet up here digitally, that will be like having a space where we can meet up in the astral. So we can have, like, discussions and see what happens there. So it's a very exciting idea, and like I said, one of our friends already got there, Ashley, so I'm looking forward to being able to hear what she has to say about it. Um, one thing only just because I didn't mention it earlier, but uh, just within my own dream practice, um, yeah, it is coming along. I've been, like, changing habits. I do feel that, like, I'm starting to understand more of, like, when I'm going to be able to get potent dreams and how my schedule sort of impacts the likelihood of that. But last night I had um, a dream uh, that within part of it, I can't fully recall it, but I definitely felt like there's a transference of a lot of knowledge. Like, um, it, it's weird. I, again, I only can't put it into words, but I remember like orbs with colors and each orbs sort of had like data in it and it was like an advanced technology and there's like light shooting out of these orbs and there's like other people talking around them and everything. But like within these, like each orb like had like millennia of data, at least like within my dream perception of it. And then like we were interacting with them and I felt like the opportunities where like I was like exchanging and receiving some of this knowledge so um, it's interesting to think that you know like within dreams we can actually like download knowledge and then maybe that knowledge is like revealed within our waking state over a period of time so I mean it's just an idea but I mean yeah that's that's what I felt like last night you know just as an, another example of some of the things that can happen within dreams so crazy hyperdelic cubes that store cosmic knowledge that you can like interact and download from theoretically. So stay tuned for updates on that. And another thing that we didn't get too much into this broadcast, but I wanted to mention is the idea of like fairy folk and um, interdimensional beings and being able to uh, basically I'll just say this. It's a recent idea um, that came to my attention, but the idea like you know fairies, elves, these realms something we've talked about in the past, it's the idea that like maybe they did exist, maybe they actually still do exist, maybe they're more realer than we think and you know, there's a lot more to that conversation but the basic idea that I want to put if that's something that's of interest to you um, what I heard from someone else is the idea of like providing like an offering for them, like an exchange so I mean it could be like a snack, it could be like a crystal it could be like your service or something and uh, then like inviting them to specifically like meet with you in the dream space so I mean even last night when I talked about like that, those orbs with knowledge and stuff maybe like because I did, like, like I invited like the, to be able to interact with the elves and maybe that was like 
maybe that was part of it. I didn't fully recognize them as like elves and fairies, but maybe like that was like them that also like brought that into my dream space. They were like, oh, give him one of those like cosmic orbs, see what he does with it, sort of thing. Like I don't know, you know, I'm just putting pieces together afterwards. But yeah, inviting fairies and elves to like interact with you or to to communicate with you in the dream space is just the idea of putting that intention and literally inviting and. Oh, and the other thing is like having an open heart. Um, understanding that you that you really are these other beings that you're not just like external from them, but like understanding that innate connection to them as like a bigger conscious awareness um, is a way to be able to like bridge that 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 distance, the the illusion of distance between yourself and interactions with these inter interdimensional beings is again just by having an open heart. So um, those are just a few things that I want to pass along. Um, again, I know we're getting close to the end, but I just want to open it up. Uh, did somebody else have any points on that, or Roman? Did you want to say anything? I just I know you got your mic open. Or oh yeah, I I just pulled up the thing, and when you mentioned inter, uh, multi-dimensional beings, uh, that's not something I go all the way in depth into, but it is interesting if it holds any water. But I just remember uh, a while ago looking up. There's you ever heard of the November 1977 uh, broadcast hijack? I think it yeah. happened over there in the in no. Europe. Yeah, you ever heard of that? It's I'm not, uh, some. It's yeah, a, no, I haven't heard of it. Go ahead. Yeah, with Ashtar. Yeah, Ashtar. I can't oh. even remember most of it, but if you if you listen to the broadcast itself and look up all the details, like at that time, no one was really capable. That like you know, the public didn't have technology that is needed to interrupt uh, broadcast signals and I remember looking into it and thinking it was pretty legitimate and everything that is said, whether it's fake or not, is pretty awesome and I just wanted to mention that for anyone who wanted to look at that. I think I'll link it. Yeah, what, what would what would be the Google search on that? Uh, for YouTube. Let me check. Because that sounds, um, I guess, I mean, I, I don't know the full story, but it sounds like there's like a radio signal that was taken over by some other intelligence. Um, if you literally and give message. Yeah, it's the it's the first three or four links. You just literally Google November 1977 alien broadcast. Yeah, there was actually uh, something similar that happened. Uh, I want to say two years ago with a State Farm commercial. Um, it was interrupted, and there was a some sort of weird writing on the screen, and then a UFO, and then it phased out, and then it was back to the State Farm commercial, and they never showed it again. Yeah, but the interesting thing about this is, like, someone could do that nowadays. Like, it's kind of really hard to try to uh, differentiate that someone couldn't have uh, hoaxed it. But this taking place back in 1977 over in rural, somewhere rural in the UK. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting how, how that would happen to specifically that station. And yeah, I'm just... just oh, go ahead. Just what's said, is, it just freaks me out how crazy and just how, part, how, how well put it is, you know. Yeah, it is interesting. One thing to note, though, is that the, the voice is a, it has a British accent and also the... Um, yeah. The uh, the guy from, that talks about the Palladians, um, uh, uh, the the guy who interviews Billy Meyer, he translates his uh, his German. Um, he says how the 
the Palladians have something to say about Ashtar, so you might want to look that up. It's a little too mm. big of a topic to get into right now. <laughs> but look up what the Palladians have to say about Ashtar. Yeah. Yeah, that's... um. Yeah, there's definitely another topic there for, for another broadcast we can get into, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, like, again, you know, if people are interested, look up uh, 1977 Alien Broadcast, and, and that will come up. But, yeah, it's basically just, like, the voice that comes through, and it's kind of talking about just, like, hey, humans, get your stuff together, you know, sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that that is interesting. And, and, again, you know, like, as we're expanding more, so that's the thing, like, it's not just what's happening here in a conversation. I think, like, we as society are expanding more into this multidimensional understanding of reality. And, and in the future, communicating with these interdimensional species will be, like, not much different from talking with your neighbor. Like, that, that sounds like a crazy idea, but, like, for some people, that will be more of a reality. And, again, as the veil continues to thin and, and things like that. Um, but one of these ideas is that, like, yeah, like, you know, like, there's... There's a lot going on. There's a, there's a lot at stage right now. But we as humans, um, depending on who you ask, uh, definitely like we as humans are sort of like the ones that have the uh, we're we're the ones that are deciding like the path that Earth is going to go towards. And there are some of these stories that like all these like other uh, races and everything's and and you know ETs and EDs and extra dimensional beings, um, like they can't directly interfere interfere with our free will sort of thing. Like they can they can help us from the sideline, but it has to be us humans who do it. So I mean you know like we we may not feel like we're super duper magical beings, but like oh you bet like we are. Are, like pretty freaking magical and we're sort of disguising ourselves uh, within like the flesh suit and the density of, of, of going through the amnesia of feeling like we're not magical only so that we can understand how truly magical we actually are um, mm. I just want to read um, thanks I just want to read uh, Safira actually just left a comment in the live chat uh, going back to meeting fairies in the dream world she says I met fairies in the dream world once. They spoke in visions and helped me through the dream drama. Then when I woke up, I started getting those visions in the same way they sent me them, but outside of the dream. They pop up randomly and guide me in helpful directions. Thought it was neat to hear you talk about dream friends. Fairies represent, lol. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, you know, the, the the fairies, the elves, like, that's definitely something that we'll talk about more, and, you know, I encourage you guys, if you haven't yet, or, or if you're new to the project, go back and check out the uh, quest journal I wrote uh, about myself being uh, an elf-human hybrid uh, with a question mark, and, and what that meant to me, and long story short, I'll just say it here, it's opening up to the idea of some people expanding their understanding of reality into the realm of being open to uh, reincarnation uh, relating to extra dimensional experiences. So it's not just to say like, you know, like, oh, I was like, you know, like like a person in another country in a different time, or I was an alien on a different planet at a different time. But it's also like, oh, like I was like a fairy in a different dimension, dot, 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 you know, and then I've chosen to incarnate here. Um, and understanding that, like, they themselves, like, have, like, their own intelligence and their own life, and, and, and perhaps, like, their experience with those realms is, is why, like, you know, psychedelics in the dream space are actually 
quite quite familiar to us is because you know like as fairies and everything we've experienced a lot of what it's like to go in and out of dimensions uh, in, in different ways um, again we'll talk about this more uh, in, in a future broadcast but um, just on the the elf human hybrid thing all, all it is is just like me opening up to the idea of like hey maybe in a past life I actually was an elf you know and again not just saying like this is what I believe in this is what I'm choosing to be my story it, it, I don't think it should work that way where we just pick and choose our past lives to whatever story meets us but when we have hunches of things like these we should ask the universe we should seek we should inquire so for me I'm seeking to learn more about this hunch that I have by looking to communicate with the fairies and the owls through the dream space and not just through the dream space but through through other means as well um, within the psychedelic realms uh, in the future but but again you know like if that's something people are interested in and they feel that then yeah like keep in mind that the dream space is like this middle ground where these dimensions where entities and intelligence of these dimensions can meet it's like a main lobby or something you know like everyone when we're awake we're all sort of like at where wherever we think we are and then when we go to sleep we all like come back to like this main lobby where we can chat and, and cross-reference and, and communicate with uh, all sorts of multi-dimensional beings at least again you know that's one way to think about it think for yourself is you know just what I want you guys to be able to do and if it makes sense keep you know like you know just like keep asking questions but if it makes sense then you know feel free to incorporate it into your approach of your continued path of questions and seeking um, definitely you know keep asking questions ultimately um, so yeah again you know like if I'm an elf hybrid all it means is that like I'm 100% elf because I was 100% elf in a past life as well as I'm human in this life um, but again you know like that's something I'm exploring uh, but it just correlates to the idea that I got like an elf here as well which to me is like a hint towards that I left for myself um, I talked about this in the past dream class so uh, we can talk about it you know more people are waking up to it, so we'll talk about it again more in the future, but that's all I have to say on that for now. Um, again, just opening up the microphone, and then we're going to get right into our closing meditation, But because uh, I know everyone's falling asleep now. Um, did anybody else have any comments on anything mentioned there? You know, just bigger multidimensional pictures or fairies or dream spaces, anything related to that? If not, that's totally cool, but just checking. No? Okay, cool. Um... Okay. I was just reading the chat for a second. Um, John was just asking if there are any substances to help with lucidity, like specific, uh, you know, like things like mugwort and things like that. Um, yeah, we can talk about that again more in future ceremonies uh, classes. And um, Syrian rue is something that I've been like working with a little bit in this last little bit. But again, you know, we'll talk about it some more in the future. Um, <clears throat> Okay, all right, so with that said, guys, uh, I'm just going to invite you guys to just, like, sink into a simple meditation. If you guys in the chat would like to join me, and again, you know, for people listening to this, like, it's good. It, again, you know, Paradigm Shift is evolving as a project, and for people listening to this, thank you for sharing it, because even though there may be, like, less than 20 people tuning into this live broadcast right now, like, I, I honestly don't know how many are tuned in right now, but in the future, it'll be, like, over, like, 500 people at least who hear this broadcast and tune into it in some way or another. So it's cool that we got a community of that size, and it's continuing to evolve, and, and it's good that we can sort of crystallize. And uh, 500 people, that's a lot of people in 500 different locations. What happens when all of us continue to awaken? So... That's the exciting part. 
Okay, guys, so let's do a short meditation here. Um, so I just really encourage you guys to just relax your shoulders. Straighten up your spine. You can just roll your shoulders, adjust yourself, get into a place of stillness. And what we're going to do here, we're just going to connect with our breath, and then we're going to put an imagination towards visualizing the tree, the shared dream tree, if we want to call it that. So let's just begin by connecting with our breath. So gentle inhales through the nose. And gentle exhales through the nose or the mouth. Again, gentle inhales. And exhales, allowing yourself to relax. Moving into this place of stillness. Continuing to find the rhythm of your own breath. And as you continue to breathe, slowly knowing that you can expand on this concept much deeper at your own pace, but imagine yourself standing in that field, in that dream field, and off in the distance you can see the dream tree. And just take a moment here to visualize that within your mind. And then just bringing in an awareness of the sensations around you taking notice of what the sky may look like, what the air may feel like. And if you're in a physical body, you can take notice of what the texture of the ground feels like, even the grass gently grazing against your hands feels like, even the smell. And then from there, just encouraging you guys to perhaps even incorporate, how to reflect on how you gently want to move towards the tree in this space, you know, feel free to just imagine yourself as a single ball of light slowly floating towards a tree, no longer limited by just your physical body. And as you slowly approach this tree, you see the, the paradigm shift sigil over top. And it can be as vibrant or as subtle as you wish to imagine it, but knowing that that in itself is an extension of the tree. And within this, you can see a pulse connecting to the sigil, a portal opening up to it, shining like a beacon, like a lighthouse would be the best way to describe it for us to see from a distance within the multi-dimensional spaces of the dream realm, knowing that we can see the sigil across the vastness of the dream space. And by imagining the sigil, within our dreams, within our waking life, it can bring us into the shared connection. And so take a moment to imagine the tree, putting your imagination into it, literally knowing that every second you think about this tree, you're adding to it, like pouring water into a bucket. You're adding your focus to it. And as you do, you can imagine this tree becoming more real not just for yourself, but for others as well. And so you can float yourself to it, float yourself around it, and as you do, you see other orbs floating around the tree, and you recognize them as other dreamers. And each one of us floating as an orb, looking very similar to a fairy in that sense. And even just in this space, you can imagine yourself floating 
in between the branches of the tree, up in the leaves, intricately connecting with it. And something that the fairies actually do will be to go inside of the trees and knowing that if you go inside the tree, it actually opens up into an even bigger space. But I'll leave that up to you. We're just taking a moment to imagine what the tree looks like. It can be as simple as a tree or as magical as a tree as you wish to make it in this moment, but recognizing symbolically that it is us, that it is a beacon for us to gather around. And so just acknowledging the other lights floating around the tree in this moment. And then I just encourage you to bring your awareness into more morph back in humanoid form and gently take your hands and place them on the bark of the tree and take a moment here to connect with the tree and to express it gratitude in the same way if you're in a physical forest in your waking life you have the option to thank any of the trees thanking them for all that they do as an extension of you thanking them for their beauty thanking them for their teachings, thanking them for their service, and just taking that moment to literally express gratitude to this tree, thanking this tree for bringing us together and encoding the intention to know that this is something that we can return to, that as our imagination adds to it, the beacon, the gravitational field allows more of us to find this place, this sacred space, and to meet there, and to continue to learn, and to connect, and to experience alongside one another. So if you want to give the tree a hug within your imagination, please do that. Connect your heart to it. Feel your heartbeat on the tree. And you're welcome to uh, even imagine yourself kissing the tree. That's totally cool too, so by all means do that if you're into it. <laughs> and then um, from there we'll slowly with another breath still connected to the tree. Slowly begin to back up from the tree and notice that the tree has a little bit more of a glow around it now, almost like an, an additional field of energy that previously wasn't visible. And so you see that around the tree. You see it becoming more vibrant. You see the energy emanating off of it, the energy that we are collectively putting into it. And so slowly we'll begin to bring ourselves out of this meditation, but before we do, acknowledging and remembering what this space feels like for us, making it as rich and as vivid in this moment as we can with the intention of the next time we fall asleep or when we choose to, Simply imagine yourself doing a repetition of much of what we just did. Imagine yourself slowly walking towards a tree as a meditation. Imagine yourself interacting with the tree. And imagine yourself simply being there. And then knowing that within the dream, if you become lucid, lucid, think of the tree and your thoughts will guide you there. And maybe you'll get there even without being lucid. So invite the tree into your dreams. Invite yourself into the space, into the dream of the tree itself. We will dream the tree, and the tree, the tree will dream us. 
So take another breath here. Recognize from a distance what the tree looks like. You acknowledge again the paradigm shift sigil above it, seeing the portal active, the beacon of light that it is. And with a few more breaths, you can gently begin to transition yourself out of the space of imagination, knowing that you can go back there, knowing that you will go back there, that we will be able to find ourselves there, be it in your waking state just through your imagination or in the dream space. Know that just by connecting to that, you connect with us, you connect with the tribe, with all the other shifters, shared dreamers on this journey. So with another simple breath, slowly, gentle inhales and exhales, bring your awareness back to your physical body. You can slowly wiggle your fingers and your toes, carrying the sense of gratitude with you, carrying the intentions echoed through this meditation with you, and returning your awareness back to this waking dream. And continue to breathe. Cool. So thanks again, everyone, for being a part of that, for taking the time to add your attention, your intentions to it. Um, this is some new frontiers that we're exploring, and uh, it's exciting to be able to be, you know, journalists of these multidimensional realms. So thank you again to everyone for being here, for sharing, for talking, for listening, for for being a part of this conversation. Cool. If you guys have any um, thoughts or comments uh, you guys want to share about that, please feel free to share just this feedback. Like, were you guys able to visualize it or it wasn't too much for you or anything? If you guys have anything to share, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was definitely able to visualize the tree. Cool, cool. Awesome. Cool, thanks, Sean. Um, Kat or Roman, did you guys have anything else you want to share? About that or cat? No, that was that was really nice. <laughs> I I envisioned the same tree as um, as the last meditation that we did. So it was a big willow tree. Mm -hmm. um, and before the previous vision that I had was multiple people turned into like these glowing orbs or these pearls. And this time around, there wasn't necessarily that, but there was this ethereal glow to it. Um, yeah, that's about it. Very nice. Awesome. Thanks, Kat. Uh, Roman, was there anything you want to share on that? Uh, to be on to be honest, I kind of I, well, I didn't follow it. Uh, fell off the tracks. But as you were talking, I was kind of just zoning out, thinking about that, thinking mm -hmm. about that illustratively, not meditating about it, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought about it, and it reminded me of the whole everything is me, but uh, I'm also it. Like, I am it, and everything is me, you know? <laughs> just the whole, even it even ties into the whole scientific thing. Like, you know, everything we are is stardust. <laughs> you could see it like that, too. For sure. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, and, and again, you know, like, for, for, pe for people listening to that, like, yeah, like, if, if like, Going into deep, deep meditation, 
animation isn't really your thing, then yeah, like the beauty with some of that is just just imagine it. Like some people will feel they imagine things better when they have their eyes open and they're like moving their hands and they're paying attention. If that works for you, that works for you. know, just. Um, Cat, was there something you wanted to add to that? Uh, no. Okay, you just got your microphone open. I wasn't sure. So. Okay. Oh, I just unplugged my headphones. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. Um, well, uh, yeah, with that said, I am ready to uh, go to the astral and to be able to see what happens from there and to continue this. And again, you know, for people listening to this, I, I definitely encourage you to practice the dream process in whatever way it means to you and, and the fact that there's a community behind this I, I hope you find encouragement in that knowing that you are not alone and, and, and you know like whether it come to all of us doing our individual practices um, I, I think it's a very powerful thing when we have the support of, of each other as a community and, and I think the universe sees that and I'm excited again to, to see how this will be able to allow us to grow as individuals and this is only our third class in so definitely stay tuned for for future dream classes. Um, just opening up the microphone again, does, does anybody have anything like last thoughts or comments that they that you guys want to share with people who are tuned into this, to the other dreamers out there who are waking up? Um, John, you had a comment there uh, in the side. Did you want to expand on that or just reiterate that, what you wrote? Um, yeah, I was just saying that imagination comes before belief so um, with deep trance meditation you need to believe or uh, sorry you need to imagine um, you know your meditation happening before you actually will go into that I know that conflicts with the whole you know clearing your mind um, but it kind of it's more of after you clear your mind of all the life junk, of all the 3D junk, then the imagination can kick in and you can, you know, imagine the force, you know, so to speak. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, just bringing it back to the importance of imagination. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. Like when we, like literally, yeah, like ideas, thoughts, inspirations aspirations that we have for us. They begin as ideas. They begin as imagination. And when we can play with those imaginations, um, yeah, then, then we can begin to see them manifest in front of us. Um, yeah, and then, like, there's there's a whole... There's a few ways of playing with that concept, but, like, the idea of, like, you know, some... We've mentioned this before, but some people say, like, you know, like, oh, like, I'd have to see it to believe it, but sometimes you have to believe it to see it. So, like, you imagine... Imagination and belief are a very parallel thing. But, um, yeah, like, sometimes, like, imagining something, you have to see it. You have to believe it in order to see it. So if you're, if you're, if you're looking for things within your dream space, believe it with an open heart and without expectations and really, like, love the process and be grateful for it. And the universe will gently send you what it is when, when the time is right and when you're, you know, at that point of your journey where the messages are ready to come through. And, again, you know, as students of the universe, our job is to, like, take notes and to know that there are tests in every moment of our day-to-day -day lives and our dreams are a great way for us to be able to prepare for these tests so that we can be a better student uh, within this cosmic classroom, you know, so that we can continue to excel as cosmic citizens for ourselves and others, as we've said before numerous times. Um, 
Cool. So, Cat uh, or Roman, did you guys have any last points before we officially wrap this up? Um, yeah, definitely keep practicing and uh, do everything you can to be mindful of your surroundings and don't be discouraged if you don't always remember your dreams. Even if you dreamt about something and you can't remember the full spectrum and all the details, just make a mental note of it or write it down in a journal. Like, let's say you dreamt that you were in Hawaii and there was a bunch of volcanoes going off and all you remember is really the aspect of seeing a volcano, just write down May 31st volcano <laughs> or something, you know, sunny environment, volcano, da 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 Like, as long as you're writing something down, that counts. Definitely. Um, yeah, just reminding ourselves to, again, be patient with our own process, be patient with your dream recall process, baby steps. Totally. So, yeah, that's a good point, Kat, thanks. And that's, that's true in all aspects, you know. Yeah, patience, progress, yeah. seeing the contradictions, meeting the contrary, mm -hmm. making sure everything is consistent, recognizing the patterns. Um, that's really the big mm -hmm. thing. And I guess on Thursday, whatever team building hangout, maybe I can bring up my... I've been writing a speech, trying to edit it, trying to make mm -hmm. it neat and all, but it's basically like an initiatory kind of front so that like, I want to have a thing to where I read the thing sounds so simple the way I'm describing it. I'm reading a thing and then people will be like, oh, and then they won't challenge it because the way I presented it was in such an unchallengeable way that the only way they could say no to it is if they were purposefully cognitive distancely uh, refusing. So that's what I'm uh, working on. Trying to find like some like core truths or just like a really yeah. way of explaining something. Cool. Cool, yeah. cool. All right. All right, well, that sounds definitely, well, uh, that sounds like something we can bring up in the next team building hangout, so that's cool. All right, um, okay, well, let's uh, let's wrap this up, guys. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this and for everyone else uh, earlier in the class who, who was involved with this as well and for everyone listening to this again in the future. And again, you know, seriously, when you guys get a chance, a huge way is just by leaving your comments and feedback. So, I mean, share the this episode with your go back check out past episodes but leave a comment leave a comment on the main paradigm Shift central website leave a comment in the live chat let us know that you guys are tuning into this it's a, a really awesome way to connect with each other as community and to continue to evolve this show so that everyone can continue to grow alongside with it so I'm really looking forward to that ongoing process and um, yeah with that said stay tuned for future broadcasts sign up for the team Patreon team crowdfunding at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culton when you can and uh, of course you can find me at youtube.com forward slash Skull Babylon subscribe there and also at facebook.com forward slash Skull Babylon if you are watching this video on the, the, I just gotta explain this real quick because it's technical. This this video gets uploaded to two channels. One of them is called Paradigm Shift Central, which it automatically ups to uploads to, and I can't change it. But my main channel is Skull Babylon. So if you're watching this on the channel that says Paradigm Shift Central, go to youtube.com forward slash Skull Babylon and be sure to subscribe there so you're not missing those videos either. And uh, again, yeah, facebook.com forward slash Skull Babylon. You can find me there and subscribe to my updates and uh, the other Facebook pages are Paradigm Shift Central and Paradigm Shift Radio and subscribe for those for updates and Paradigm Shift Live Net to get auto updates through the website. And the only other thing, um, just within the main website, you'll see a little icon in the bottom left. 
that is uh, the desktop notification icon and I encourage you guys to enable that so that you can get desktop notifications and not have to depend on Facebook and email as much anymore. So you see a little red bell icon on the bottom left, click that and you are set up and that's for mobile only. So with that said, um, if there's anything else, um, yeah, just taking a moment here to, uh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much again, guys. We're we're gonna wrap this up, and of course, visit the main website, explore it, sign up if you haven't yet. And I look forward to creating more ongoing dream classes with you guys. And from this class to the next, you know, let's let's go do our practices, come back, share our stories, share our progress, and uh, share in the lessons that we are learning together. So, guys, you can join me in saying farewell to the internet, and we'll officially wrap up this broadcast and go to sleep. Hooray! So. Yeah. All right, so guys, let's say goodbye to the internet so we can unmute ourselves and, and say goodbye. So, good night, good night, internets. Good night, internet. Hey, guys, may your dreams be wild. May your dreams be true. May your dreams awaken the child in you. Yeah. So, cool. Good night, internet. Agape. <laughs> Agape. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you again. One love. We'll see you in the future, and keep it shifty. Dream on. <laughs>